0: Can you believe we spent our Valentine's Day night watching Miracle in Lane 2? It's
1: the most romantic movie. It's
0: so romantic.
1: Everything about it just makes you go, oh, I'm in love.
0: Who needs flowers and chocolates and a nice fancy dinner when you can watch Miracle in Lane 2? Have some nice strawberries. Yeah. <laughs> you always cut that part out when yeah. you go yeah, why <laughs> should I leave it I feel like it could be funny if
1: you leave it just every once in a while not all the time
0: bow, bow, bow. so I know where to put the intro because obviously I wouldn't remember
1: yeah I just think it would be kind of funny to just one time not do the intro just do you going
0: bow, 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 bow. Welcome, everybody, to the Decom Duo Podcast. We're the
1: Decom Duo. I'm Kelsey. I'm Benji.
0: We're the Decom Duo.
1: You're watching the Decom Duo.
0: Hooray. This week, we're talking about Miracle in Lane 2. Wow. What? Miracle in Lane
1: 2 sure was a
0: movie. Yeah.
1: All right. That's all the time we had for you.
0: <laughs> I enjoyed Miracle in Lane 2. It's pretty good.
1: I mean, there's... There's positives and negatives to it, and we'll get to discuss a lot of them, but along with a lot of the other serious decomps that there are, it certainly tried to say something and succeeded in some ways and failed in others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, on this rewatch, watching it, I'm like,
1: I'm not really bored. No, it's not boring, which a lot of the serious ones are boring. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's still lighthearted enough. That it's fun. Mm -hmm. And also, I actually really enjoyed the serious bits of it. Mm -hmm. I think I enjoyed those the most.
1: That was better than the ha-ha funny moments. Because I think the ha-ha funny moments, unless they were extremely absurd, just didn't really land that well. But the serious emotions behind everything kind of landed. Although, it's a lot of death and dark thoughts.
0: It is. But that just kind of comes with the territory when you're talking about a disabled kid. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, on that note...
0: <laughs> fan mail?
1: I think it's time for some fan mail.
0: We got another fan we mail. We did? Yes. Can you guess from who?
1: I, I heard you tell me before. I'm not going to pretend to be honest. I don't know that my mom sent some more fan mail. I did not read it myself, though, so this will be my first time hearing it.
0: Oh, am I reading it?
1: If blah, blah, blah.
0: If blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we have another fan mail... From my number one fan, Benji's mom. Shout out. All right. Fan mail time. I finished Spin yesterday. There's no greeting. It just starts with, I finished Spin yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you liked this movie. I learned about Kelsey's nail polish hobby and the cheating scandal on a chemistry exam in high school. That is true. Mm -hmm. You are correct that so many movies have the death of a parent as a key plot you fan Benji's mom
1: <laughs> thank you mom I appreciate it
0: thank you Tammy for writing Kelsey in.
1: does like her nail polish I
0: do I love my nail polish I,
1: right behind me in my line of sight is probably what 50 different individualized nail polishes
0: a lot it's probably c- more than 50 I I'm haven't being counted but I did just reorganize them um yeah I always try to have my nails painted in fun ways.
1: It really works for the podcast. You all get the extra flavor of being able to hear about her nail polish. If
0: you look at our, like, profile pic illustration, my nails are painted in. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tammy, for writing in fan mail. You're the only true fan of the podcast (laughs) because you actually write us and no one else does. So thank you.
1: If you want to uh, be featured on the fan mail, or if you don't, you just want to send us a message and say, don't read this out loud.
0: We'll probably read it anyway, because we're mean. Eh, eh. Nah. Maybe, maybe
1: I'll keep it a secret. I can't speak for Kelsey. Uh, email us at duo at gmail.com.
0: Yeah.
1: Same title as the podcast, no spaces.
0: Yol- Are you ready to get into some factos? Let's get into some factos. Decom duo factos. Miracle in Lane Two was released May thirteenth, two thousand.
1: That's a pretty early
0: one. Pretty early cycle. It was the seventeenth decom.
1: Yeah. So yeah. pretty early, still figuring out the formula.
0: Yep. For sure. I was a little baby. Um I never watched this movie. Before the marathon, how about you? No,
1: never. I don't I don't think I knew of this movie's existence before.
0: No, I didn't really know it existed either. I think my sister knew it existed, maybe, but I definitely never watched it. I don't think it was ever on, <laughs> really. All right, uh, this movie is directed by Greg Beeman. We have heard that name before because he also directed A Ring of the Light, which, of course, we have talked about.
1: That's one of the podcasts we've already done.
0: Yeah. So yep, he directed the Ring on the Slight, also Horse Sense, Brink *Under Wraps*, The Original, and Ultimate Christmas Present. Yeah. So.
1: so a lot of the origin like early Dcoms. Yeah.
0: So we've already mentioned him before. We don't need to really talk about it more. That. Yeah. All right, our cast. Our main character, Justin Yoder, is played by Frankie Muniz, of course. He is most famous for his role in Malcolm in the Middle. He's Malcolm.
1: He is Malcolm he in is the Middle. in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: He is Malcolm in the Middle, which yeah. was a famous sitcom. Yeah. Was it like Nickelodeon? I
1: think it was like ABC. Really? I'm, I'm pretty sure I can find that real quick. But, no, it was Fox.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah he got... An, Nominated for an Emmy for his role in it. I didn't notice know that part, but like as a kid, that's probably really cool. I never
0: watched Malcolm in the Middle.
1: I've seen a couple episodes. Everything I've seen of it, I do like. It's just
0: yeah, no. I've heard it's good. I've obviously like I've heard of it. It's a pretty big show, mm-hmm. but never watched it.
1: He's uh, also well. I'm, I'll let you go, and if you don't mention it, I'll mention it.
0: Okay. Uh, Frankie Muniz is also in Big Fat Liar.
1: That's what I was gonna mention. That is my favorite. Decom like decom. It's that's not, not a decom. Yeah.
0: I definitely like it used to play on Disney Channel. I don't think I ever watched it through, but I got bits and pieces of it. I knew it existed. I'm pretty sure isn't Amanda Bynes in I that believe one? so Yeah. So Big Fat Liar is one of those decom adjacent movies.
1: That it feels like a decom, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. And we're only covering the official decoms and high school musical three. Of course. Because we're not going to go High School Musical 1, 2, and char Fabulous Adventure.
0: Yeah, no, we got to talk about High School Musical 3 also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frankie Muniz um, was also in the movie Racing Stripes. He voiced the zebra in Racing Stripes. Do you remember that one?
1: I never watched it, but I know it, yeah.
0: I definitely did watch it as a kid. It's about a zebra that enters into horse racing. And he can talk. He can't, like, talk to humans but the horses talk to each other Mm -hmm. and frankie muniz apparently voices the zebra so and his name is stripes i don't remember that part but apparently the zebra's name is stripes Uh, iconic
1: frankie muniz was just the verifiable kid star of kid stars like i feel
0: like a lot of people know the name frankie muniz i
1: think people know the face people know the name he he was a big deal yeah he's not really anymore i don't think he really does acting anymore
0: no, I don't think a ton. Um, the only other thing I wrote down, because, like, you know, he does one-off things here and there, whatever. Um, he was in Sharknado 3. Nice. And the subtitle for Sharknado 3 is, oh, hell no. Yeah. So, good for you, Frankie Muniz. I
1: have a couple things I want to mention on Frankie Muniz before sure. we move off that. Number one, important to say this, and every time we're going to get to one of these serious topic decoms, especially for one of the year two thousand. I think we both, Kelsey and I, have the same opinion on this general thing where it's good to see a disability representation movie. It obviously would have been better to get an actor who, you know, was disabled yeah. and do that. If there was an actual wheelchair-bound kid actor that could do this, A, I feel like they could do the role probably better than Frankie Muniz could. And B, that would be great because that's creating opportunity in a role where they could do it. Um, but don't let great be the enemy of good the fact that there is a movie like this could definitely be inspirational to some kids and just the act of seeing this on a screen that you're watching as a kid is important so i'm not going to harp on that too much
0: yeah especially again for the year 2000
1: yeah we got to we got to remember it would be i would be more mad about this if this happened this year yeah yeah for sure um number 2 is Frankie Muniz is now, like, a race car driver.
0: He is? Yep. Shut up. No,
1: this is a fun fact that I'm waiting to say. I got it right here on his Wikipedia page. Like, he is a full-time race car driver. That's his main job now. Do you
0: think this movie inspired him to become a race car driver?
1: Potentially a little bit. He stopped acting in 2008 to go do race car driving.
0: So eight years later.
1: Yeah. So it definitely could yeah. be something. I don't know. I haven't looked too deep into this, but it just says he's had a long interest in car racing, and did a lot of stuff for that. So That's and now he does. Oh, uh, he did get in, like to a bad crash in it once, which is the last thing I'm going to mention about him. Where there's a tragic thing about Frankie Muniz, where he's got like some serious amnesia. There's like full oh. days of filming and like. Um year not years of his life, I think he said that was taken out of proportion, but just genuine presence of time where he does not remember a single thing.
0: Wow, that's really scary. Yeah. Like,
1: he does not remember really filming Malcolm in the Middle.
0: Oh, that sucks. His, like, what he's known for, his biggest role, it's, like, now gone from his memory. That sucks. That's scary. All right, moving on for the rest of our cast. Um the older brother Seth is played by Patrick Levis Levis I'm not sure. Um he apparently was also in Brink. Oh. He's one of the friends. His name's Peter in the yeah. movie. Yeah. That
1: makes sense. He's just, he's like, just one of the squad.
0: Yeah, he's one of the s- squad of like the good guys squad, you know. So he Brink.
1: was a Disney star well star yeah, in yeah. A very loose term
0: he was also on a show on disney channel okay called so weird it aired from 1999 to 2001 and it was about like paranormal stories gotcha. yeah i never heard of it like i was very small i was a little baby <laughs>
1: I think in this movie, he gives the best performance.
0: Oh, I I love his character and I love his performance. We'll get
1: to this when we get into the actual movie, but I feel like the heart of this movie is not actually with Frankie Muniz and the A plot. I feel like the B plot of Seth and living through everything that he's living through is just way more like interesting to follow.
0: I totally agree. Yeah. Alright, the mom is played by Molly Hagen. Uh she's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Shout Represent out. to Minnesota. Represent. Um, she of course, is in Princess Protection Program. And in Princess Protection Program, she does this weird like Russian accent. of course. of course. I
1: mean, it's Princess Protection Program. What bad thing are they not having them do?
0: Yep. She's also the mom in the Nickelodeon show Unfabulous with... Emma Roberts. So, you know that I used to watch it. Yeah, it was on Nickelodeon. So, <laughs> it has nothing to do with our podcast here. um Apparently, she was in a couple of like the Airbud movies.
1: Oh, that I know all about.
0: Wish we could watch them, but they're like not streaming Give anywhere.
1: Give like whatever streaming package has Airbud. If someone knows of one that does, I want to marathon them all.
0: Why are they not on Disney Plus? Like, the Air Buddies movies are. And those are
1: just worse.
0: I, I want to watch actual Air Bud. Yeah, I want to watch a
1: dog play sports, and then the referees to be like, there's not a rule that says a dog can't play basketball. That's what I want.
0: I also don't want to pay individually to rent them.
1: Yeah, no, that, it's just too much of that That's point. too much. And pirating? Like, yeah, I theoretically could. I'm too lazy. At what point do I say I care so much in my life that I'm going to go pirate airbud. I feel like that's a low I'm not ready to hit.
0: Yeah, I want I'm ready to, to stream ju- it. I want them to just be available on like Disney Plus or something. What the heck? I also every time I go to Goodwill, I like just kind of briefly skim the DVDs in case there's a random airbud I can pick up. That would be I'm not ashamed.
1: Without airbud. <laughs>
0: Uh last thing I have for Molly Hagen, like she's done a lot. A lot of like one episode things, you know. Um, she was apparently in the movie Sully. Yeah. I don't know how big her role was.
1: She ain't Sully, and that's the only no, character I know from Sully. I think
0: she played one of the passengers. I never watched Sully. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Thought that was cool. All right. Our dad of the movie is Rick Rossovich. Um, apparently he was in Top Gun. His character's name is Slider.
1: Yeah, you know, Everyone in Top Gun has to have their pilot name, which is just they have a name and then they also have their fun name and they only ever get called their fun name.
0: I've never seen either of the Top Guns, but you just watched Top Gun Maverick. I just
1: watched Top Gun Maverick like a week ago.
0: Is there a Slider?
1: I don't remember a Slider. I
0: don't think I saw Top Gun Maverick. I saw Top Gun specifically
1: i think only like three people from the old movie came back
0: that makes sense
1: probably four probably four yeah
0: um okay he was also in the terminator his character's name is matt in that one so i've also never (laughs) seen very
1: important character matt (laughs)
0: yeah right um he's also just done like a ton of other stuff i don't recognize mainly just from the 80s and 90s so Mm -hmm. yeah all right, Vic Souters, our next character, he is played by Roger Aaron Brown. Um, One of the coolest things I saw he did was he voiced Achilles Davenport in a couple of Assassin's Creed games. Okay. So that's cool.
1: Sure. <laughs> um,
0: There was like a ton of stuff he did that was just like one episode, minor character stuff, you know, whatever. But then all of a sudden I see he did 195 episodes. Of Days of Our Lives. There you go. <laughs> in, from
1: 1981
0: to 1985.
1: So not in any time you would know. No,
0: I was not even alive. No. My mom might have been watching by that point. Um, He played a character called Danny Grant. Never heard of this character. reborn. I watched in like the late 2000s, 2010s era.
1: It's not even airing on NBC anymore.
0: That is so tragic. Why would you tell me that?
1: It's on Peacock.
0: Oh, uh, it's a good thing I stopped years ago. Then, <laughs> so I don't have to deal with that. Um, OK, so he played Danny Grant and I tried to look up who this character was on Days of Our Lives. Like maybe he's related to a character that I know about. Um, there's literally nothing about him. All I know is that like he was shot.
1: So the days of our wait in Days of Our Life, everyone's shot at some point.
0: Yeah, pretty much. But there's like no plot points right now. And usually they give you like storylines, nope. but nothing for this. The those guys.
1: Days of Our Lives Wikia needs some better content creators.
0: They just don't care about this character from the eighties. They should. Yeah. 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 All right. Next, um, we have Bobby Wade, who is like the famous race car driver in the movie. Bobby Wade's made up, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Bobby Wade, I'm 99% sure. I don't really follow motor car racing, but I'm pretty dang sure he's not real. If he's real, he's not famous.
0: I think I tried looking it up, and I saw a Billy Wade from, like, the 60s. I,
1: I think I think it's just a made-up dude.
0: Yeah, I think it's a made-up dude.
1: But also, he doesn't just play Bobby Wade.
0: He also plays God. <laughs> yeah, he also plays God. Jeez Louise. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, Bobby Wade is played by Tuck Watkins. Uh He's done like a ton of small roles again. A lot of these adult actors are like one episode in this show, one episode in that show. Um, but what I did recognize was Parks and Recreation. He was in three episodes as Pistol Pete. Yes. Explain who Pistol Pete was.
1: All right. Pistol Pete for Parks and Rec fans as a writer. He's the guy who, for Pawnee, got the game-winning dunk against Eagleton in, like, the 1980s. And is the only, like, person to win the game against them. So he's just a local hero and everyone in Pawnee loves him. And he's just, like, an absolutely regular dude. But, like, the whole town goes bananas over him because he got the dunk over Eagleton. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. So that's that's his character. He he's goes in for and episodes.
1: helps Leslie Nope try and get a nomination Secured for city council yep. by going to go do a dunk, and then he breaks his back
0: because it's on the ice. It's on the ice rink. rink. Yeah, it's a good episode. That's a really good episode. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last guy I wrote down is Bill, who's like the kind of antagonist at the end of the movie during the race. He's played by Joel McKinnon Miller. Um, I noticed this, or I noted this down. Because he's in Brooklyn Nine Nine and Benji loves Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's a good show. Yeah, you'd
1: like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I would
0: like it if I watched. It's it. a Michael
1: Sure show. You yeah, like Michael Sure show for sure.
0: Um, he's also in Sherman Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also in the Jenny Project, which is a Decom. So we'll see him again.
1: No, he he wasn't a big actor really until Brooklyn Nine yeah. Nine. I wouldn't say he's used that to leap into new bounds or anything, but he was. Part of the main cast, but he was a side character of the main cast for the entire run of the show. And it's yeah. like a nine season show, so. Yeah.
0: Uh last and most importantly for Joel McKinnon Miller, he um was a character in the Swan Princess. So big chops there.
1: See that means nothing to me.
0: I like the Swan Princess. I watched it as a kid. All right. You ready for our fun facts? Ooh. Give me a DCOM duo fun factos. <laughs> um, so really, what I have to talk about is that this movie is based on the real life of Justin Yoder. Justin Yoder was, is a real person. He's still around. Yeah,
1: I was going to do some deep research on him, and it's hard. I, he is at the perfect level of fame where you can tell a very tiny amount, but basically nothing else than
0: that. Yeah, I did my best. On what I could find about Justin Yoder, I try to dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you can find about Justin Yoder is that they made this movie about him and then, like, nothing else of fame happened. Like, they just kind of stopped paying attention to him, I guess. I think he, from what I could tell, just kind of wanted a normal life, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so Justin Yoder does, in fact, have spina bifida. And also high- it would be
1: weird if he didn't. Yeah. They just made up a disease for him.
0: Yeah, he also has dry- hydrocephalus. Jeez, okay. I can't say it. But that's what causes the um, spinal fluid in his brain. And it doesn't drain properly, so he has a shunt to drain it. All of that is true. That They talk about this in the movie. All of that is true. Yeah. He was the first child with a disability to drive in a soapbox derby. Um, in the All American Soapbox Derby is what the tournament's called.
1: That's <laughs> a very creative thing. <laughs> yeah. In
0: 1996, he challenged the regulations to allow children with disabilities to use a hand break instead of a foot brake. And now, oh, that's
1: actually from the story. I thought that might be like a little.
0: No that that's true. That's happened. I think that's another reason he probably inspired a whole movie is because he changed regulations in yeah. Soapbox Derby. Um. Because now they're like, they're forever change, And the handbrake is now called the Justin Break Mm -hmm. in his honor.
1: They mentioned that part at the end of the movie.
0: Yeah. When he got older, he went to Goshen College in Indiana. And he majored in American Sign Language Interpreting. Which is a super cool major. Mm -hmm. Like, if you just want your job to be an interpreter, like, that's awesome. And then finally, I watched a YouTube interview of him on YouTube from a year ago um it's today
1: information honestly for a pretty random person
0: yeah this is it's such a random interview it's on youtube it's like 11 minutes long Is this the
1: one with like 300 views yeah it has
0: like 300 views um it's from like a small channel i guess so i watched it i watched justin yoder talk and he did talk about the movie so it was interesting to hear his perspective on it So, he said that when he was in 6th or 7th grade, they approached him about making a movie for Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. And, of course, he was excited.
1: I mean, who wouldn't be? If you're a kid in middle school. Yeah. I want a DCOM about me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, But then he said when the movie came out, he was a little, like, older and wiser. And he's like do I really want this movie coming out about like my personal life and this and this and this. So he was like a little more weary about it, but he's still like proud of the movie mm-hmm. and thinks it's cool, but he was a little more like iffy about it, which makes me think like he probably just didn't want it to get out of the life. Yeah. you know, um, he's like, you know, he's like, as far as I can tell, like people liked it and I don't, know, maybe it still plays on Disney channel, like at midnight or something, <laughs> you know? Um, And then he talked about how he got into racing, and he said that his family was, like, super athletic, and his brother was a jock, so just like the movie, and um, he always wanted to compete. And how he got introduced to soapbox racing was there was a man from his church named Rick.
1: It's a similar name to Vic.
0: Yep, who had kids who raced in soapbox derby, Mm -hmm. and he approached Justin's parents. And said, like, hey, I think Justin could do this. You know, if we just get a little creative, I think he could do it. And so they, like, checked it out and Justin loved it. And that that was it. Yeah. So a little less dramatic than I mean, obviously the
1: they're going to make more cinematic of everything. There's yeah. no death in the alternate family.
0: Yeah. But it sounds like they really did, like, talk to them and get inspiration for the movie. And it's, like, fairly accurate aside from the generic movie plot stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, My last final fact is that apparently in the movie during one of the races, you you can see the real Justin Yoder in the crowd. Cool. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I don't know what race, but.
1: It is probably in there. I believe that. Yeah. There's a lot of crowd shots.
0: Yeah. So those are my fun facts. It was really cool to hear from Justin himself.
1: I mean, that is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And you thought at the end of the movie that he was dead. I He's not
1: dead. I thought during the movie he was dead. Because
0: <laughs> at the end, I mean, spoiler alert, there's a scene where he's like, what's heaven like? It's and you're later... like, I thought that meant he died. It's like, no, Justin is still alive. He's still kicking. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for Justin.
1: Shout out, Justin. You want to come on to our podcast? We'll get a few less viewers than the 300 you got with that other interview.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. So you ready for the Disney Plus description?
1: Give me that D plus descripto. I don't know what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) Justin Yoder is a mischievous and courageous 12 year old who refuses to let a physical challenge defeat him. When he prepares for a national soapbox championship race, his unrelenting desire to win a trophy leads him to discover that it's perseverance that makes a winner.
1: It's a very short description. Very
0: short, pretty generic for the plot, but, like, that is what happens. Aside from the whole plot of him, like, learning about soapbox racing, but, you know. it's,
1: It's the plot of the last third
0: I feel like they could have added something like he discovers a love for soapbox racing. Anything or about Vic? Yeah, there's nothing about Vic in here.
1: There it's very basic. But hey, at least they don't have verifiably incorrect information like Halloween Town.
0: Like Halloween Town saying it was Marnie's birthday when it just blatantly wasn't. There was another mistake we caught for a different movie. I forgot what it was.
1: His boyfriend wasn't actually her boyfriend wasn't actually dreamy.
0: Christopher Wilde wasn't actually hunky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I remember what it was. It was *Ring of the Slight*, and it was like Vicky. That was her name, right? Vicky is like depressed about her father or her grandfather's approaching death, like because he's she sick. Even she know about even it. know about it. No. That was dumb. Okay. Anyway, you ready to? Dive into the movie?
1: Do a quick, and by quick, I mean a long dive into the plot of Miracle and Hopefully
0: we don't talk too long for this one. Yeah.
1: Give or take three hours.
0: <laughs> All right. So, opening up in the movie, it, there's a little blurb that says, Inspired by the life of Justin Yoder. Mm-hmm. So, good to know right off the bat, it, it's not like a surprise... This was a real person at the end. It's like, you know, right away, this was a real person. I
1: think there's only like a few biopics in DCOMs. I can only think of this. Right Uh, on
0: track and double teams. Yeah.
1: All sports ones, but that makes sense, actually. Yeah.
0: Was Jenny Project inspired by anything? I
1: feel like Jenny Project is fictional, but I might be wrong about that.
0: I don't know. We'll have to look into it later. Yeah. All right. Regardless, there's not many. No, there's not. All right, so we see some kids, like, playing basketball, and uh, we see a bunch of trophies, and then, like, Justin is voicing over the whole thing, and he's, like, longingly looking out the window, Mm -hmm. because he wants to play sports. He
1: wants to play sports, but more obviously, he turns and looks around at the trophy, because he really wants a trophy. Yeah,
0: he really wants a trophy.
1: This is, like... Literally nothing else matters. He could go get a trophy from the store and be happy.
0: Yeah, he just wants a trophy by any means necessary.
1: Doesn't matter anything.
0: Yeah, he. I feel like he doesn't really care about the competition, which maybe later he gets into the competition of it, but
1: he really just wants a trophy. <laughs> Even, like, no, the whole time he's just like, trophy, trophy, trophy. Yeah,
0: I want a trophy so bad. Um, okay, We learned that the dad teaches college and he paints houses. He has two jobs. My dad used to paint houses as a a second job also. I I knew that. Yeah. yeah. He used to be like part-time at UPS and also paint houses. Mm -hmm. And now he just works full-time as a UPS driver. Um, He's really fast at painting houses. Like every time, you know, a room in our house needs painting. Regular splatooner. Yeah. He's a regular splatooner. He's just rolling all over the place. Mm -hmm. yeah, he's really good at it, which makes sense. He did it for a living, for a bit. Um, okay, I wrote down that, like, the mom's on the phone, right? We learn later she's, like, a real estate agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom and dad, like, totally make out. Oh, they while do, she's on during this phone call. Yeah.
1: They're, it's the, the mom and dad are very into each other they the are. entire film. Yeah. And the movie wants us to know that, and I question why it's so carefully trying to tell us how into each other they are there are like five different moments in this film where we're the whole point of the scene is like hey these two really like each other
0: yeah if you're wondering like oh is this gonna have the stereotypical plot of like the disabled child is tearing this marriage apart like you know just everyday struggles with that Nope. nope their marriage is super healthy and they're real into each other. Yeah. <laughs> that is not the point of the movie at all. All right. Uh we also meet old man Vic. That's what they call him. That's one of their neighbors. Uh he's just a grumpy man and he lives alone and he hates kids.
1: Your classic curmudgeon.
0: Yup. And then we meet the brother Seth. The older brother Seth. Uh he's good at everything. He does a
1: sport. Yeah. And, and by a sport I mean at least three.
0: Justin also says he's he's really good at worrying about things. Mm-hmm. So that'll come back. And so in this opening, they're, like, getting ready to go to a funeral for their great uncle, who they don't really know very well. Yeah. So, yeah. And then we get our first god fantasy of the movie.
1: We we need to describe this in detail because, oh, my, like, this is a reoccurring theme. And I guess it works. I guess I don't know why... It's weird to me because it's not the weirdest type of thing I've seen in a movie. But basically, Justin believes famous race car driver Bobby Wade is God.
0: That's how he like... That's how
1: he go- He envisions gods to be.
0: Yeah. It's how he's and, like... What's the word? Like manifesting it.
1: Yeah. If he's closes his eyes and imagine God, he's imagining race car driver Bobby Wade working on a car and talking through religion with him. Yes. This is a decently religious movie, but not in any way where it's, like, telling you anything that happened in religion. It's just, like, God exists.
0: Yeah. Why? It's, like, Justin just, like, talking to God in his mind for, like, advice, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Justin goes up to God, and he says that God made a mistake with him because he is in a wheelchair. He has disability, medical problems... And God's like, I don't make mistakes. And Justin's like, I'm sad with, cause I like mm-hmm. can't be fixed. And he asks God for a miracle. And God's like, okay, maybe <laughs> I don't remember what he says. And also he's like, you look a lot like Bobby Wade, the race car driver. Hmm. And then Justin gets pulled out of his fantasy, and he. Gets ready for the funeral, and apparently Seth doesn't have to go to the funeral.
1: He's stomach ache.
0: What the heck? He's like, I don't want to go. Dad isn't making me go. I wonder if it's because he has anxiety. And-
1: it's because he's been, we learned throughout the film, having some mental health issues, and this is just them, like, giving some, taking some to work out what's best for
0: him. Yeah. All right, so they go to the funeral, and during the funeral, Justin is just thinking about himself because he doesn't know this guy, Mm -hmm. you know. It was his great uncle, but, like, never really met him. Um, So Justin starts, like, fantasizing about his own funeral. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I wonder what people would say about me, like, the great things I did in my life. And He can't think of anything. He can't think of anything. It's just really that he has a wheelchair. And then the guy, like, doing the service starts, like, Talking about how awesome the wheelchair is. It was pretty funny. Yeah. The wheelchair Um,
1: starts floating out of the grave.
0: Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to miss that wheelchair. The wheelchair is awesome. And Justin starts going like, what about me? What about me? And then he actually in real life says out loud, hey, what about me?
1: Imagine being at a funeral and you just in the middle of a sermon hear a kid. A
0: kid in a wheelchair.
1: Go, what about me?
0: You're like. Yeah, I understand you're in a wheelchair, and but, like, don't just say, hey, what about me? This guy's dead.
1: You're not dead.
0: <laughs> and everyone just kind of looks at him, and then yeah. the scenes over.
1: Side note, no one ever actually does this in real life. It's something I talked about when we were watching this. No one ever accidentally has something slip out at full volume.
0: No, it happens a lot in TV shows yeah. and movies. Yeah.
1: People are like, oops, did I say that out loud? Which, sometimes you can butter stuff under your breath. Yeah. But that's as much as I can give, like, actually being possible.
0: Yeah. All right. So, now it's a new day, and um, Seth is getting ready for a soccer game, and he wants his dad to go watch the soccer game, but his dad is busy with work, which is sad. Yeah.
1: And this is... The relationship between the dad and Seth is, again, we talked, tease about this a little bit earlier, but I think that's just the core of the movie, actually.
0: Yeah. So the dad says, sorry, I have to work. And then Seth is, like, upset and he walks by Justin. He goes, thanks a lot, doofus. And Justin's like, what the heck did I do? Mm -hmm. We know from, like, watching this movie a second time, he's blaming Justin because the dad has to work two jobs to pay for all the medical bills. And therefore, he's not able to go to his sports games. And so Seth, like, resents Justin a bit for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's sad.
0: It is sad. All right, so they go to the game, and Justin and his mom are cheering Seth on, and Seth scores a goal, and then they win. I guess it was the end of the game or something.
1: It was overtime, sudden death.
0: That's not how soccer works.
1: It could be. It's not. They've had golden goal before
0: um okay so then justin's like ah yes the best part of seth winning a game is when he wheels me around for a victory lap haha like justin really just wants to share the limelight a little bit Mm -hmm. uh but this time seth like just kind of goes off with a girl and he doesn't go up to justin he doesn't give him a victory lap so justin goes hey what about me again you can see Justin's motivations start to yeah, shine. It through. Come clear in the
1: picture of his trophy wanting needs.
0: <laughs> yeah, he wants to be like his big brother.
1: Yeah. And we know that this is a family dynasty of sports. Like yep. they mentioned that a couple of times explicitly where it's just like, oh, the dad was really good at sports, and now Seth is really good at sports.
0: Yep. And
1: yeah, yeah Justin just wants to be good at sports.
0: Yeah. So that night, uh, Justin and Seth, they uh, they share a bedroom. And Justin is, like, looking at all the trophies. And he's, like, you know, voiceover again. And he says, when you spend half your life in hospitals, you get used to the idea of death. But life, that I'm still working on. Pretty morbid.
1: Pretty deep line for a decom.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, when you do spend half your life in hospitals... You're just a you little have a, di-
1: You have a different relationship to death than most people for sure yeah
0: yeah so he's like for once i just like want a trophy for myself so he starts like game plan how am i gonna get a trophy
1: and he's definitely not gonna be like every single time i find anything at all that has a trophy i'm gonna assume i get it <laughs> definitely not really
0: <laughs> not all right so next day Um, We get, like, them at breakfast, we get an explanation, basically, of what his medical condition is. He explains that if too much spinal fluid goes into his head, like, he starts getting a headache, it means his shunt's not working anymore, and he, like, immediately needs to go to the hospital.
1: He will be dying soon.
0: Yeah, it's very urgent. So, at breakfast, he's thinking about how he's going to get a trophy. He starts getting a headache, and he kind of, like, touches his head, like, out of the headache, and the whole family, the parents, and Seth start going, Oh my God, we get to the hospital they now. This
1: whole protocol.
0: Yep, they are like prepared to do this shit. But then Justin goes, Guys, guys, it's just a normal like thinking headache. It's not an emergency headache. Like, sorry, I did try to tell you. <laughs> so, just a little sneak peek of like how serious his medical issues are and how concerned the family is. Yep. Okay. So now there's Seth and Justin and some of Seth's friends. They're like outside hanging out. Um, Justin's still thinking about how can I get a trophy. And at one point, like his friend, Seth's friend, is throwing newspapers. He's like a paper boy. And he like throws one just right out of a tree. And the papers go everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Justin's big miss. Honestly. Yeah, big miss. <laughs> what was he aiming for? the house, the, the, the trees
1: don't read the news.
0: Even if they do, they wouldn't want it all over the place. They want it <laughs> neatly tied up. But okay, I swear they like start to clean up this newspaper, but then they just leave and you can still see there's like newspaper everywhere. Yeah. They do a really bad job. They just like littered a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um anyway, Justin like sees a flyer for like baseball sign up. And he's like, oh, my gosh, I can play baseball.
1: Yeah, baseball, the perfect sport for a kid in a wheelchair. Of
0: course. And so he has another vision, another Justin vision of him playing baseball. This
1: movie, we should be clear, is just there's a lot of cutting in and out of Justin's head. Yeah. Which we've seen Quince, which does this in the worst possible way.
0: Twins tries to fake you out like it's actually happening and then goes, ha ha, fooled you." This movie is like, wait, let's
1: run through this scenario, see if, see something out. And it's just, it's, it's partially amusing, partially just there.
0: Yeah, it's always very clear that this is a fantasy. And Justin does like a ton of voiceover throughout the movie, so you always know what's going on. You know it's a fantasy and it's like... I, I want to say, like, all the time used for amusement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, except for when he's talking to God.
0: Yeah, maybe except when he talks to God. But even sometimes when he talks to God, it's, yep. like, supposed to be just a little funny. A little goofy. A, a little ha-ha. A little haha, goofy moment. Maybe
1: even a little hee-hee.
0: All right, so Justin's, like, envisioning himself playing baseball, and he, like, defies physics. He's like, I know this isn't how physics work, but just imagine... Humor me for Humor me. Like, the ball just, like, stays still in the air for a bit, enough time for him to wheel over and then catch it in his mitt. I am going to
1: say, playing the outfield is a bad choice for a kid in a wheelchair.
0: Could he be a catcher or is that also a bad choice?
1: Catcher is a better choice than more, like, a lot of positions. It probably wouldn't be good because he would probably want his mitt where his legs would be. Yeah. If he's playing in the field, it is either... Pitcher, first base, but the first base out required the infield to all be good at throwing.
0: Does his wheel or have to touch it. the base? Most likely, he
1: would be a designated hitter.
0: Does his wheel have to touch the base of his first baseman?
1: Oh uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have to. He just
0: like couldn't really move that much. You can also
1: have like his foot positioned on it.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't
1: be able to move much, but he move his arm to go reach out to grab a ball. Yeah, but no, he would be limited at the position. Although I wanna say, I'm gonna mention it now, in backyard baseball, Kenny Yao I gotta make sure that's the right name. I'm like He
0: was in a wheelchair. Yeah. He was a really good pitcher. He
1: was he is one of the best pitchers in the whole game. Yeah. I love the backyard sports series. Backyard baseball's my jam. Love that game.
0: Kenny Yao I used to play backyard baseball as well as a kid. And yeah. Uh, I'd play with my sister and we would draft our team and if that kid came up like he's the pitcher and he really can't do anything else.
1: Kenny Kawaguchi Kawaguchi, not Yawaguchi Kenny Kawaguchi He's elite. He's, he's, he's not
0: as good as Pablo though. No, he's
1: not as good No, no one in existence is as good as Pablo but he's a better pitcher than Pablo
0: he's, Yeah, you don't get Pablo and make him your pitcher. No, that's, that's, a, waste. A, that's a waste You, you gotta, know,
1: like pitcher is very important and he's yeah. he can fill in pitch for you but pa- Pablo Sanchez is your home-earned hitting slugger who can play the shortstop and just will absolutely never drop a ball, always get his throw in on time, can steal bases, can hit for power, absolute five-tool athlete.
0: Short king. Oh,
1: absolutely. Love him. Pablo Sanchez is... An icon. When me
0: and my sister would play, sometimes we were like playing against each other. If Pablo came up in the roster, sometimes we would just start over because it's like, whoever has Pablo, that's not fair. It's too, it's too good. It's too good. We got to get a new roster where Pablo's not in the mix because whoever has Pablo just has a huge fucking advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. any
1: Kawaguchi, though. Back to him.
0: Good pitcher.
1: Yeah. I could talk all day about the backyard baseball lineups, and honestly, I would like to. Like, oh, this movie was fine, but if we want to transition to a backyard baseball podcast, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but maybe we should maybe we should get back to the movie.
0: Yeah. All right, so back to reality. Um, oh,
1: there goes gravity.
0: Oh, there goes gravity. Uh, Justin catches up with Seth and his friends again, and they start, like, gossiping about old man Vic and how much he hates children. Man,
1: I hear he takes people into his shed and murders them.
0: Holy shit.
1: So Jeru Classic decom neighbor who's a grumpy old man but has a heart of gold if you can crack it.
0: Yeah, Boo Radley, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, so Justin like shows Seth the baseball sign up. Seth is gonna bring out my lisp. That's the t the S and the T H, that's a tough that's a tough road for me and mm-hmm. my speech therapy. There you
1: go. The Bro. The Bro.
0: So Bro, it's Broski. brosif, brosif, brosif.
1: Why do I like the name broseth? I hate it. <laughs> Yo, broseth. Um It sounds like you're gonna say brosif. you know?
0: Yeah, broseth. <laughs> um Justin's like, I can play baseball and I can play in the same league as you. And Seth's like, I don't know, my league is a little bit different than, like, T-Ball, which is the last time Justin did, like, any kind of baseball. It was T-Ball. He's like, I don't know, my baseball league's pretty cutthroat. And Justin's like, come on, please. (laughs) And Seth's like, all right, if you play your cards right, like, I'll help you out with Mom and Dad. Follow my lead. Yeah, which is really nice of Seth. So then we get to dinner...
1: Yeah, it would be nice if he followed the rules. He, so he
0: really doesn't follow through with how nice he's being to Justin right now. So at dinner, um, they start with like a prayer and Seth is leading the prayer. And he's, he's like,
1: <laughs> thank, I hope the hungry can get better food than we have.
0: Yeah, he's roasting his mom's cooking. Because
1: she's,
0: she's a business woman. Okay, she doesn't have time. Slay Queen doesn't have time to make a good dinner. She should have gotten takeout. Honestly, it's what I would have done. Um, okay, so but Justin is like, oh, but this soup is so good. Mom. It's ten out of ten, it's, mom. It's so give me good. More soup. Yeah, and Seth just goes like, oh, come on, like he's just faking it so that you let him play baseball. He just lets it slip it's, immediately. He's <laughs> just
1: like, okay, you're being annoying. I'm giving up. You're going now.
0: Justin wants to play baseball, guys, and Justin's like, "Great!" There goes my whole plan. I'm like, "Okay." So then we cut to another fantasy of like a family court yeah. where Seth this is the comes judge. Comes back a couple times. I think just one more time. I really like this sequence. Actually, I think it's really fun. Um, so Seth is the judge, mm-hmm. and then it's um, the prosecutor is dad, and the defendant is mom. The mom yeah. is defending Justin. Over the case of can Justin play baseball? So they have this like whole little courtroom scene where they give their arguments of why Justin should or shouldn't play baseball. I like the part where he's like, Justin wouldn't really be able to play baseball. And mom's like, objection. He did great in (laughs) (laughs) T-ball.
1: I mean, that is T-ball, though.
0: Yeah, I think it's like overruled. T-ball's different. Come on, mom. Different leagues. Different leagues. But then, in the end, the mom wins, and they agree to let Justin play if he can. Yep. Cool. But then it cuts, and they're asking the coach, like, "Can Justin sign up?" And the coach is like, "Nah, he no. can't." And
1: Not the mom, allowed.
0: yeah, the mom tries to argue. Um,
1: Mama Grizzly.
0: Mama Grizzly is like, "Let my baby play." And the coach is like, it's just, it's too risky.
1: Insurance and stuff like. Yeah, he no. could get
0: hurt, and she's like, any of the kids could get hurt, but it's like obviously way more of a risk for yeah. Justin.
1: It's something where we all can see, like, no, this is not a good idea.
0: It's not, especially like baseball, just isn't the sport for him. There are there are sports where
1: it's possible, like yeah. you know, There's soap like, car driving. T- <laughs>
0: has he has he really has he thought of soapbox racing? Like I think that'd be perfect for him. There are, like, aren't there wheelchair basketball leagues? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the
1: whole Paralympic setup. There's a lot of possibilities.
0: Yeah, so probably not baseball.
1: Wheelchair basketball is pretty popular, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know that from the Sweet Life Zach and Cody. <laughs> they had a whole episode about it.
1: <laughs> it is a decom podcast. I can't act surprised.
0: No. Um, Okay, so then the mom's like, "Go ahead, Justin, tell him how awesome you are." And the whole time, Justin has been drinking this blue slushy, and he like throws it up on the coast. This is a
1: verifiable goop goop moment. It is it goop. Is undeniably goop.
0: Do you know what number goop this is? Uh, like four or something.
1: Give me. I think it's more than four. Really? I have. I have stuff marked down, but I gotta find.
0: We gotta keep our goop counter going. All right. Also, I want to say the slushy just looks like normal slushy and not like throw up slushy.
1: Which Appreciate.
0: Yeah, it's it's better for like how disgusting it is. It should be like melted and just like a blue liquid is what it should look like. Instead, it's still icy.
1: Judging by what I have, I believe that is our fourth goop. So I was
0: right. Four. Four goop. Goopity
1: goop. I think we've had a goop in each of our last four movies. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there
0: yes. was one without. Tangled. I don't think Tangled a didn't goop. have a goop. Yeah.
1: But I, you know, four around that.
0: Yeah. All right. So on the car ride home from like the whole baseball thing, Seth starts to complain a little bit about his life with Justin and how Justin is making his life harder. He's like, I'm tired of Justin not being normal He's always, like, puking and peeing himself or Mm -hmm. something. You know, something's going on. And he's like, Dad always misses, like, all of my games to pay for the medical bills. And this is where
1: he starts getting that. I mean, I didn't say starts getting that. Like, the whole character arc of Seth is he feels as though he is losing out on love from his family because of Justin and his condition. Yeah. And it's he an just, interesting angle to take because there's absolutely truth to that and we see that play out time and time again. But there's it's obviously much more nuance than that.
0: Yeah. He just wants Justin to be normal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also says that he doesn't want Justin to come to any more of his games. And Justin is honestly hurt by that because yeah. he loves going to Seth's games.
1: He really enjoys watching his brother. He yeah. really wanted to do the victory lap around the soccer field and everything like yeah. it's this I feel like that doesn't actually come back that much because later on not too like many days in the future we see Justin going to one of Seth's games
0: yeah no later he he does Yeah, so, so I, Justin, I don't think
1: that's uh, ultimatum I think that's more a heated moment
0: yeah Seth drops it for sure um okay so there's another god vision um this time he's in a race car Mm -hmm. with god and he justin realizes that he's just not cut out for baseball he's like yeah it actually probably wouldn't have worked out but so he needs to find something else he can do and then he like wakes up all of a sudden he goes chess
1: it's just imagine that you just wake up sit up in the middle like of the night and go
0: chess Chess is my avenue to win a trophy. Because chess, you just sit there and you yep. play the game.
1: Oh, he absolutely can play chess. Absolutely. He honestly, he drops it too quickly.
0: <laughs> he wanted a quick way to get a trophy. Not game. He doesn't care chess. about
1: the competition of it at all. No. He just wants a trophy.
0: Yeah, he wants a trophy basically as fast as possible. And he thinks that winning a chess tournament is going to be easy. Yeah. Yeah. So... He's, like, talking with Seth, like, I'm going to play chess. And Seth's, like, you're, like, what? what? What makes you think you can win a chess tournament? And Justin's, like, I've been practicing for three days. <laughs> three days of chess practicing. Obviously, I'm going to win a trophy.
1: Easy.
0: Easy peasy. I bet
1: he even knows what an passant is. Yeah. Ooh, what a man.
0: So Justin guarantees Seth. He's, like, I'm guaranteeing I'm going to win that dress tournament. He takes
1: it seriously. Yeah.
0: So then Dad and Seth leave in the car and Justin asks, like, why, why are they leaving? Where are they going? And the mom says that they're going to the doctor. And Justin is like, that's a little sus. Just I'm going to put a
1: pin in that. I'm going
0: to put a pin in that for later. Alright, so then the mom drives Justin to the dress competition. And... She says, are you sure you don't want me to stay? And he's like, no, I got it. I'm 12.
1: I can win this. I can
0: just stay at a chess tournament by myself. What if, like, a medical emergency happened?
1: Yeah, uh, someone out there, hopefully, he could say, call an ambulance, call an ambulance. So
0: we call the ambulance. Justin's crying on the course. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Survivor reference. Watch Survivor. All right, so Justin goes to enter the chess competition. And there's a lady there that's doing the check-in, and she's like, there's two groups. There's, like, the younger group that's, like, 10, 11, about, and then there's an the older group that's, like, 12 plus. And she's like, what are you, like, 10 years old?
1: And Justin says, today I
0: am. Yeah, he's like, I'm about tw- I'm 10, because he, you know, thinks if he can act younger, if he can get in the younger group with, like, 10, 11-year-olds easier way to win a trophy
1: you're gonna say are you 10 you just go yeah
0: Yeah, that lady fucked up (laughs) you can you don't just assume his age no kids especially okay if the difference between the kids is like 10 11 12 and you have to know the difference between like 11 and 12 don't just assume kids sometimes look way younger or older than they actually are Mm -hmm. what the heck lady You're letting this kid cheat. Luckily, he just sucks at chess.
1: Otherwise, this could have been a huge scandal on your hands.
0: Yeah, so now...
1: Everyone needs that trophy.
0: Now he's playing chess against a younger kid. And he's, like, super cocky about it. He's like, ha-ha, I'm definitely gonna win.
1: (laughs) Ha-ha, check.
0: He puts the kid in check. And the kid kind of sighs and goes like, you idiot. He doesn't say that, but that's, you know, the vibe. Um, And then the kid moves a piece and goes, checkmate.
1: All right. Rant time?
0: Rant time. That's not how fucking chess works. No, chess
1: doesn't work. We explicitly see um, Justin moves his knight and does check. All right. And then without taking a piece, the other kid uh, takes his queen. I believe it's the queen. Moves it across the board and says, checkmate. You cannot make a checkmate while you are still in check yourself.
0: Yeah. To explain in basic terms why this can't happen, it's a turn-based game. If you are in check and you don't take yourself out of check on Justin's next term, he will just take your king. Yeah. That's why you have to get out of check. You can't just say checkmate because before you can checkmate the king, like Justin's going to take you first. Something. You have to get yourself out, and he doesn't. There, it is possible for him to get out of check in the same, like, turn, maybe, if, like, in a specific scenario, but he definitely does not it's get himself the out of check. way that
1: stuff happens here, without taking the piece, the knight itself, or moving the king, you're not getting out of check. Yeah. So, one of those two things has to happen, and neither do, and it's mind-boggling. It pisses but, us off. You know what I think? I'm going to the Enlightened level. It's a meta commentary. Justin's only been playing this game for three days. That other kid could be like eight based on what we know from the age ranges. Neither of them know how to play chess. And he just lets this happen because he doesn't realize he didn't actually lose.
0: They're both just too dumb to realize that you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I've tried to un your queen.
1: Yeah. So basically, Justin goes, no, you know what? I lost. I'm bad at chess, I'm sad, but I promised I was going to get a trophy. Darn, I wish there was another trophy giving away ceremony at this exact same time.
0: Oh my god, there is. There's another trophy. (laughs) It's for a car show. Like, best car gets a trophy. And the way they get the trophy is that it's like a voting system, but with money. Yeah. So whoever's car gets the most like donated money in their little box, gets a get a, gets a pretty nice trophy. It's pretty good. It looks and well, they pretty. They engrave nice it too. They engrave it with your name. It's a pretty nice trophy, if I do say so myself.
1: We get told that, hey, Vic, old man Vic, he's over there in his red Cadillac, yeah. but. He's not going to win, despite the fact that his car is totally sick, nasty, bro.
0: His car is totally radical, but everybody hates old man Vic because he's a grumpy old man who hates children. And he murders them in their sleep. In his shed.
1: And eats them.
0: What? Yeah, that's what happened.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, So after this, Justin goes into the shed and gets murdered and eaten alive. And that's the movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's not what
1: happened no justin goes and decides to play the i'm in a wheelchair card
0: literally he just sits there and is in a wheelchair and everyone starts donating money because it's the kid in the wheelchair donate
1: money to the kid in the wheelchair he
0: does start like also charming them up a little bit to get money but yeah he's like hey vic i'm gonna help you and vic's like what the heck go away but then he sees that it's working and I guess Vic wants to win, and Justin says, like, I'll help you win, I'll be the kid in the wheelchair, sympathy vote, if you give me the trophy. Yeah. And Vic is like, sure, I... Oh, that's
1: a hunk of metal.
0: Maybe he just wants the money.
1: I don't think they get the money, but maybe they do. They don't
0: keep the money?
1: I would think it's, like, donation for a cause. Well, then,
0: what's the point of winning if you don't get the trophy? Like, he... He
1: just wants to win.
0: He just wants to win. He likes
1: the car for it being a car.
0: He does like his car. So while they're at the show... Um, Justin sees his doctor mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey doctor, uh, how's Seth doing? And the doctor's like, What do you mean? And he's like, Didn't he just have an appointment? And the doctor's like, nope, not with me. Ooh. So it's a sus, it's a little sus. Different doctor. Oh, guess the parents were lying. Anyway, they win the car show. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. They win the car show. And Justin's like, so I get my trophy, right? And Vic's like, yeah, but, like, it, it has to get engraved first, so they're going to send it in the mail later. Yeah. Yeah. And so Justin's like, all right, guess I'll just have to wait a little bit for my trophy, but I'm so excited I can do it.
1: And now he's just... Is in his spying era, where he's just spying on old man Vic when he gets his mail every day.
0: Yep, waiting for his trophy. Apparently it's been five days. Because
1: all he cares about is getting his trophy.
0: Yeah, that's his whole motivation the whole movie.
1: It's it's not about, like, showing that he can do it or having fun. It's trophy.
0: Don't confuse the audience. Just, he wants a trophy. That's that simple. Duh. Alright, Um. so it's been five days. He still doesn't have his trophy, And Justin sees Seth and the dad leaving again. And Justin's like, I'm going to do some investigating because I don't think Seth is going to the doctor.
1: He's going to be doing something else.
0: It's so sus. So he starts, like, snooping around his parents' bedroom looking for, like, a doctor's note. Something something. of interest. Yeah. And he looks in their drawer and he finds, like, strawberry scented massage oil. This is the parents' lube.
1: Yeah. And, like... We it's called back later and we'll talk about it more then, but it is undeniable.
0: And he goes like, "Oh, I don't even want to know what this is for." Like he pretty much knows that yeah. it's for sex.
1: We don't need to beat around the bush. It's sex lube.
0: It's sex lube and, and it's strawberry. How censorship. many times have
1: they ever done that in a decom imply sex in any way? And this movie, they just got. The mom and the dad are horny for each other the whole movie.
0: I think I can think of three times they, like, hint that the par- the parents are going to, like, bang. Yeah. Or that they do movie, bang. this movie, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. For a DCOM especially. Imagine you're Justin Yoder and you're watching your Disney Channel original movie based on your life. And you're like, oh, they're talking about, like, my parents having sex?
1: You're just like, <laughs> what? <"Huh?
0: laughs>
1: what? Excuse me?
0: This is what the movie is about? Anyway, um, he puts the loo back and he finds a planner with a doctor's phone number in it. So he calls the doctor and he's like, I'm doing a project and I want to ask you some questions. Um, What kind of doctor are you? And then he gets an answer, but we don't get to hear the answer. He
1: goes, Thank you. That's all my questions.
0: Yep. That's it. Bye. So he hangs up and he's like, ha ha. Case closed, but we don't get to know yet. We'll find out later. It only
1: gets revealed when they have a fight.
0: Whoa! I like that they held on to it mm-hmm. and made it just kind of like a gut like punch. A
1: drama. <laughs> a drama reveal.
0: It's very dr- dramatic.
1: It's very dramatic. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that.
0: <laughs> it's a drama. Who drama? <laughs> All right. So, now Justin is at a doctor's appointment, and everything's fine, basically.
1: He's like, yep, I've only puked three times and pissed myself once.
0: That's normal. Yep, and that's it for that scene, so let's move on. Um, Okay, so they, like, get home, and Seth is playing basketball in the driveway, Um, or Justin's not home yet. Like, Seth is playing basketball by himself. And Vic drives by, and he's like, hey, is your brother around, and the kid in the wheelchair? And Seth's like, no, he's out, like, at the doctor. And Vic is, like, about to explain, like, oh, I have the trope. Like, we see him with a box, he's like, I have this thing. And then he goes, eh, it's I'm not sure worth later. it. It's not worth it to explain to Seth yeah. why he needs him. So, yeah. So then so Mom and... I'm
1: looking for him.
0: Yeah. Mom and Justin come home. And Justin, like, saw that old Vic drove oh, yeah, by. Yeah,
1: they come back, like, five seconds later.
0: Yeah, and so Justin's like, was that old man Vic? And Seth's like, yeah. And he's like, did he have a box? He's like, yeah. And he's, like, trying to get info out of Seth. And it's... Seth
1: is very not playing along.
0: Yeah, it's, it's funny, because Justin has to, like, struggle to get the info out of Seth. But he does eventually. Um, And so... Justin's like, heck yeah, he has my trophy. So he goes to wheel over to Vic's house. And I think Seth's like, well, you're not going to help me carry in the, in the groceries? groceries?
1: He did get asked by his mom to carry in the groceries. He did. But also, just... he went out <laughs> to the like, grocery shop. And now he's like, I want my trophy. This is my want... whole character arc.
0: I want my trophy. It's did, like... The movie's about to end. Because I'm going to
1: get my trophy, and that's it.
0: He gets his trophy, and that's it. The miracle in lane two was... The, that,
1: there were two trophies <laughs> that lane.
0: No, the car show was in lane two, and it was a miracle he got his trophy. The end.
1: <laughs> Roll credits for the third time this episode.
0: He, he had to wait five days for it to get engraved because they had to fill the time. <laughs> All right, so Justin goes over to Vic, and he's, like, he gets stuck in the front because there's steps. So he's, like, calling out for Vic, and he tries to throw in some rocks, like, knock on the door. Like, he's trying to get Vic's attention. Yeah. Because he can't go up to the door. But Vic doesn't reply. So he like wheels himself around to the garage.
1: Yep. Invites himself into the garage. He's still just a 12 year old. He does some dumb stuff in this scene. He
0: does some dumb stuff. He's like, trophy, trophy. I want trophy. I see trophy. Give me, give me trophy. Give me trophy. Um, so He sees like a big box up on a shelf. And he's like, that's got to be my trophy. Because it says metal on it.
1: There's no metal things in existence but trophies.
0: Yeah. Um. So he takes, like, a stick. It's like a mop or something. And he starts, like, batting down the box to get it down. And, like, the whole bookshelf falls over.
1: It's pretty bad. And you know where it falls onto?
0: It falls onto, like, the ramp thing that the car is on. It also then, falls
1: onto the car itself.
0: But it doesn't really do damage, I don't think. The point is that the car rolls down the driveway and crashes into, like, the garbage.
1: Basically, it's a whole conundrum.
0: It's a mess. It's
1: a hoot and a half. (laughs) That's a phrase I need to break out more often. It's a
0: hoot and a half. Hoot and a
1: half is a good phrase. (laughs) If I put that on a tier list of phrases, that's got to be, like, an A phrase. You you agree? Yeah. It's a a whole hoot and a holler. (laughs)
0: How's that one compared to Hoot and a Half? <laughs> I
1: like Hoot and a Half better, but Hoot and a Holler, I feel like that that feels more regional.
0: Um, okay, so then it like immediately goes back into another family court. Except this time it's mom and dad against Justin and nobody's defending Justin because he is in trouble. Again, I like how they did this. Instead yeah. of just like the parents yelling at him.
1: No, it, it takes those scenes which are very tried mm-hmm. and instead reforms them into something more Kid friendly, fun to watch, and like more insightful into his processing.
0: Yeah. So they like find him guilty and they say, like, is it true that you broke in to steal this like random car part out of the box? And he's like I thought it was a trophy. Like, it wasn't even the trophy. Of course it Listen was now, course Why would he put the
1: trophy you just got on the top of this bookshelf?
0: I don't know. Dumb 12-year-old brain thought that it was up there.
1: <laughs> like, most horny teenagers just sex, sex, sex. He's just trophy, trophy, trophy.
0: So they find him guilty. And he's like, your sentence is to be locked in a dungeon and, like, bird at the stake and, like, blah, blah, blah. Funny, funny. But he's like, actually, that didn't happen. They sentenced me to, like...
1: Hard labor.
0: Hard labor. Also, the sentence is like, you don't get to keep the trophy. And he's like, no, my trophy.
1: Yeah, I mean, the arc would be be too simple if he got the trophy.
0: So he has to help Vic, like, clean up around the house and do chores. And he probably doesn't get to keep the trophy also. Which it's engraved with his name on it. So I guess Vic is just going to keep the Justin Yoder... Car show trophy. You know,
1: just always be able to look at them and go, like, it was a weird day. That
0: was weird. Like, I was going to give this kid this trophy and then he, like, wrecked my shit. He
1: trespassed on my property and broke my property.
0: And now his name is on my trophy. I wonder if I could give it back and have them re engrave it.
1: <laughs> but he's just like, okay, I'll go do some hard labor for you. Let me go paint.
0: Yeah. So Vic starts, like, showing Justin what to do around the house, and Justin's like, what about the shed? And Vic's like, no, stay out of my shed. Shed is off limits, mm-hmm. all right? It's because it this murder shed. Duh. There's also, like, a short scene between the mom and dad, Justin's mom and dad. And um, this is another time where the dad kind of propositions the mom for sex. Not by saying, do you want to have sex? He kind of, like, kisses her, like, maybe on the cheek a bit. And was like, ooh, we have some time alone. And she goes, I can't. I want to, but I have business to do. I have to
1: go do a business, babe.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the parents have sex. Regularly. Ooh, regularly. Regularly. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Other than that, like, the scene isn't really much No, Just your typical, like, we're concerned parents of our disabled child. There's
1: never a moment in time where you feel like these parents don't care about.
0: Them. Oh, they definitely do. And they're, I, they're trying their best. Like, obviously, they're not perfect. But they're pretty good parents. Like, I think they're good They're parents. pretty good. Yeah. Alright. So that night, um, you know, Vic is out in the garage with Justin. And Justin's done for the day. He's like, I still really want to check out that shed, though. And Vic's like, nope, no shed. So then that night, Justin asks Seth, like, what do you think is in the shed? And like, maybe he's a murderer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe you guys weren't lying.
0: Yeah. So then we get another God fantasy. And this time, God is like roasting marshmallows over a blowtorch. God is mad. Yeah. And Justin's like, why aren't things working out? Like, I wanted a miracle, and now I'm like working for Vic? Like, I... give me something to work with. And God's just like, be patient, bruh. Dude. Toast like Marshmally. 30
1: minutes into this movie. Like, you're gonna have a character arc. Don't worry about it.
0: Honestly, it takes a long time for them to even mention soapbox. Oh yeah,
1: breaking. they've not mentioned soapbox breaking at all What's in this been, movie. was like
0: 45 minutes or something? It was like halfway almost I feel like in the movie before we even know what it is which is fine like they establish a lot with the family dynamics and with Vic so Mm -hmm. it's fine all right so the next day Justin is like hammering just a random nail in a random wall it's quite funny because it's
1: very clear like they want to show him doing hard labor but they don't want to damage the set or like make him do stuff that looks like it's real. So he's just hammering into the sideboard for no reason. No reason.
0: It, why?
1: But it's hard work.
0: Why do they need a random nail there? So then Vic brings out some, like, milk and cookies for a snack. He's being nice to Justin, but the cookies are, like, really hard because he left them out. Yeah. So Justin's like, oh, thanks. It's awesome. Like, it's not great. Um, so Vic is like, I gotta say, like, I'm pretty impressed with your work ethic. Like, I thought you were going to complain a lot. No, he's a hard worker. He's a, he's a good worker. And Justin explains, you know, his medical conditions to Vic, to Vic, like he has spina bifida, and it's a birth defect. Yeah, so they're like body. Um, okay, so then Vic says he's going to go, like, run some errands. And he, like, trusts Justin to handle things on his own for a bit. Probably shouldn't, but he does. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Justin's immediately going to the shed. <laughs>
1: Don't leave a kid alone with a button that says do not press. You know what's going to happen. He
0: has expressed multiple times he wants to know what's in the shed. And you've told him he can't, and now you've left him alone. And he's like,
1: it didn't take much time at all for him to go,
0: yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go in the shed for sure. Um. Okay, so he sees, like, in the shed there's a ton of trophies.
1: Man, looks like Vic's pretty good at winning trophies. I sure hope he can lend his secrets.
0: I have to know what these trophies are for. So he goes in, and the trophies are labeled for Rebecca Souter. Vic's last name is Souter, by the way. Um, And it says the trophies are for soapbox racing. And there's also, like, a pink soapbox car there. Why is it called Soapbox? Do you know?
1: Uh, my... I don't know for a fact, but I think I can give you an estimate. Okay. Uh, I believe that soap used to come in giant container boxes like that, that were big rectangular boxes. And, then you and kids would jump in them and race in them. uh uh-huh. And then slowly that just became a design competition. Uh-huh. So... Fun. Yeah. I can quickly look that up. Let me see if I can find... Originally, gravity racer cars were built from wooden soap or apple crates and roller skate wheels, but have grown more sophisticated over time. Yeah. Cool. It's just a gravity car, and it's probably because kids made them from old cars. It's
0: fun. So Justin also finds an old film projector in the shed, and he starts playing it, and it shows clips of um, Vic and his daughter and his wife. And the daughter racing. And then Vic comes in and he's like, what the hell? You I th- told me
1: you won't go in here.
0: I told you you can't come in here. Get, Get out. out. Get out of my house. Get out of my shed. Get
1: out of my life.
0: Get out of my life. I never want to see you again.
1: Jess, what's this? Another decom movie where... Someone doesn't have their grief completely understood and moved on and therefore needs to get a resolution to that through the process of plot of a different character.
0: Couldn't be decons. <laughs>
1: you're gonna say couldn't be me, and then you're like, that doesn't work.
0: Same thing happened in spin.
1: Yeah, and it's gonna happen many more times in decoms Yep. Turns out grief is an interesting topic to make a movie about
0: yeah all right so then we cut to dinner it's actually like dessert they're eating pie mm. for dessert pie doesn't just have to be for thanksgiving y'all you can just eat pie for dessert sometimes
1: okay but like if it's not a chocolate pie i don't even care
0: it looks like apple pie but yeah. i know later they have peach pie so it might be a peach pie yeah huh. oh um okay justin says i have a great idea let's all take turns telling each other <laughs> about our days.
1: And I, what I love about this is immediately Seth is like, no.
0: <laughs> he knows that Justin's up to something.
1: As a side note, this is something my mom would do. Every time at dinner table, what Justin's doing right now and just being like, let's all talk about her day. My mom would be like, hey, tell me about a time you laughed today. Did you laugh today? Just and everyone really has to go around and say something.
0: Trying to make everyone start conversation. Yep, yeah. Instead of just
1: eating quietly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Justin's like, let's all talk about our day. That would be fun. And Seth goes like, Mom, didn't you just show some houses?
0: Yeah. And Mom's like, uh, yep. And then Seth goes, Hey, dad, can you start talking about your like genetic research? And please don't leave out any details. Seth is
1: just immediately like, Oh, Justin's trying to ask for something. I want to cut this off because that's funny. And you know what? It is.
0: It is funny. He's like, Dad, please go on and on about your boring genetics research, which honestly, I thought the research sounded fascinating, but not to the kids. And Justin's like, oh, my God, I can't take it. I learned about soapbox racing today. That is what I want to talk about. (laughs) It's a classic, like. You're asking someone about their day, just hoping that they ask you back because you want to talk about it yourself. It's, You're just waiting for your turn. Like, it ooh. is to
1: me the Michael Scott saying, oh, happy birthday. It's not my birthday. What? I thought we had the same birthday. <laughs>
0: That's Justin right now. Nope. Yep. Um. OK. So he's like, can I try soapbox racing, please? And the parents immediately are like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that seems reasonable. So yeah. As long as we like look into it and we, you know, see that it's safe. And Justin's like so surprised that there's like no backlash. Not at, at anything. all. No. He's like, oh my God. Like, is this actually going to happen? Like, this is awesome. And they're like, where did you get this idea? And Justin's like, oh, yeah, Vic gave me the idea. Old man Vic, huh, you know him.
1: Crazy, <laughs> dude.
0: And they're like, oh, well, I bet Vic could help us then. And Justin's like, oh.
1: I don't know if he likes me too much.
0: Well, he doesn't say that. He's just like, I don't know if we should. And they're like, no. Like, if he knows about it, then he could totally help us out. And so Justin's like, fuck. (laughs) Like, I just pissed him off. And now my parents are going to ask him for help. He's, like, obviously really sensitive about soapbox racing because all those trophies and I saw like a film projector
1: and you're not allowed to go in there you're
0: not allowed to go in there and he got really mad when I was in there and watching videos of his daughter who's I mean I'm assuming she's dead because where where would she be Yep. if anything she's gone and he's really sad about it and now I have to ask him for help to get a trophy <laughs> that's what's going through Justin's mind right now
1: it's a very detailed thought process and it's said word for word just what Kelsey just said
0: yeah I just read the script um. Okay, so then the parents are like, all right, guys, do the dishes. And then as the parents are walking away, the mom says that she's in the mood for strawberries. And the dad goes, ooh. And they walk away. This is a code word for sex.
1: I mean, we have to believe it is. Sex goes, like, why would they keep? strawberries in the bedroom
0: and justin goes you don't want to know it's because their lube is strawberry scented so their code word uh, for let's have sex is strawberries
1: they literally left the kids with the dishes
0: to go fuck yeah they're going to go bang in the bedroom while their kids. Any the parents dishes.
1: that are listening, let us know if this is something that happens. Oh, my
0: God. Please don't. <laughs> Especially if you're our parents. Please don't. Oh, my God.
1: Because I feel like this is not realistic. But, hey, maybe they just reel into each Either other. They're
0: like the the water is going to mask the sound <laughs> while we have a quickie real quick.
1: My God. Oh,
0: bleh, bleh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um that's the last and you know of the movie. So, we can be done with it. So that night, um Seth is like drinking some like tapotex baseball or something, I don't know. It's to help his stomach cuz yeah. his tummy hurts. And Justin's like, "Why do you need tummy aches all the time?" And Seth's like, "It's because of pressure." And he's like, "Baseball pressure?" And he's like, "I don't know. Maybe."
1: That's kind of a scene.
0: He gets tummy aches because he gets, like, anxiety. He's
1: got all the sports posters around him because that's all their room is, is. Yeah. Just generic sports posters of who, the biggest people all the time. I saw a Ron- Ronald poster. I saw Randy Moss poster. I think it was an Iverson one.
0: Mm-hmm. Also, we learned that Seth is only 14 and Justin's 12, so that's he, only a two-year difference.
1: Seth looks older than 14 and he not does. even in, like, a way where it's, like... Oh, he looks old for someone playing a teenager. No, no, he looks like a 16-year-old.
0: He looks like a teenager, but he to me, he doesn't look like a 14-year-old. Maybe I don't really know what a 14-year-old looks like. My nephew is 14. Does he look like he's my nephew's age?
1: I, I mean, I also think your nephew looks old for...
0: You think he looks old? I just see him as a kid, because that's how I'm always going to see him. He's my nephew. <laughs> Although, he is taller than me now. That's a bummer. Well, who
1: isn't taller than Shut you? Shut up. If you don't know audience at home kelsey's short
0: i'm short i'm five foot one i'm a little shorty you're a
1: little teapot
0: shorty's like a melody in my head (laughs) Mm. so next day mom is like baking cookies and i assume maybe it's the afternoon i was about to say maybe it's morning but maybe it's like afternoon she's baking cookies for fun She's a businesswoman, but on the weekend she's a like boss mom that makes cookies. All right, sleigh slay. Slay queen. Why do we say that?
1: We we're developing catchphrases, whether we want to or not.
0: Our catchphrase is sleigh.
1: <laughs> it's unique. No one's ever had it before.
0: We totally coined the. We phrase invented
1: sleigh.
0: Um, Justin asked if he can bring some cookies to Vic. So then Justin goes over to Vic's house, and he apologizes, and he gives him the cookies. And he's like, also, will you teach me about soapbox racing? And Vic is like, no. And Justin's like, this might be my only chance to be good at something. And Vic is reluctant, but he's like, okay, I'll think about it. Also, leave the cookies. They look delicious. He's like,
1: okay, if you're going to go through all this effort to try and bribe me, at least give me the money.
0: Yeah. I think Vic is being, like, really understanding because he knows that Justin's just a kid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, the whole time Vic's actually a good person. He's a good guy. And honestly, he could have been a way like meaner about the fact that his car got basically broken into, and that's a prize winning car.
0: It just kind of ran into a garbage can. I've backed into garbage cans in my parents' car. Oopsie poopsie.
1: I mean, but it, that's not like your yeah. award winning prize car.
0: No, you're right. It's not. I put a scratch in my dad's Monte Carlo. Oops.
1: Does he know about
0: that? He did. and We don't have the car anymore. I was hoping this
1: was the live reveal.
0: Oh, no, he knew about it. It was pretty obvious. Oops. But then he kind of, like, gave the car to me because he got a better car. hmm Yeah. So ended up being my. I didn't care. There was a scratch in it. <laughs> the car is dead now. The Monte Carlo died, I'm pretty sure. Either that or they sold it. I'm pretty sure it's dead, though. Anyway.
1: We've topic a lot, don't
0: we? I don't know. Okay, so now we're going to get into some soapbox racing. Finally, we get to see some soapbox racing. They're, like, at some local race, and Vic is there, and he's, like, explaining how it all works. Seth is also there. And he is not impressed. He's like, this is not a sport. It's just gravity.
1: You know, who they gonna have on the poster on my wall? Isaac Newton.
0: Oh, oh, what a bird. Dad, right? That was such a good burn. Dad, right? Dad?
1: <laughs> Dad? Dad, do you love
0: uh-huh? me? <laughs> um, okay. So Vic starts explaining, like, it's actually way more complicated than that. Obviously, like, steering is important, you know. You want to, like, minimize the traction you're getting so you can maximize your speed. Yeah. Yeah. You have to go as fast as possible because, like, tenths of a second matters in these races. Um, Also, like, how you build your car and the weight distribution matters. Like, there's a certain weight limit for the car and the racer. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, like, 250 total.
0: Yeah, 250. That's how much you have to wiggle around with, like, weight distribution. Because they put weights in the car. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: I did Pinewood Derby as a Cub Scout. It's pretty different, but. It's actually the same thing. Like. But you're not
0: in the car. I'm
1: not, I'm not being facetious what I'm saying. It's basically the same thing. Because it's really all about making the car. There's just not someone driving the car. Yeah, yeah. But, like, otherwise, all of the mechanics are the same.
0: All right. So then Justin meets a girl racer. Her name is Teresa. And he asks for some advice. You would
1: expect this character to be, like, a main character, but she barely is. She's barely in it.
0: She's like, I'm not allowed to speak to the other racers. And he's like, well, I'm not a racer. And she's like, oh, guess not. guess I can talk to you then. And he's like, I'm going to be a racer, though. You have any advice? And she's like... Don't get matched up against me, shit. Slay. Slay. Stop. <laughs> She's a girl boss. She she came here to win. Okay. Also, Seth is like, oh my god, what a bunch of losers, right, Dad? Ah, uh, Dad. Uh, dad. Daddy. Dad. But the dad is like really actually excited about it. Yeah, he's like into it. Yeah. And Justin asks Vic for more help. But Vic's like, no, 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 I can't do this again. Like, I started you out. That's what you asked for, is to start you out. And Justin is like, it's about your daughter. And Vic's like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk about her. Don't, I don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. No, it's very clear. There's grief and stuff that needs to be yeah felt about that. But that goes on later in the movie.
0: Yeah, we'll learn more about it later. All right, so... Actually, we're going to learn about it now. <laughs> so we get, like, a little montage of uh, Justin and his dad kind of struggling to build this car. Cause they're just, like, following the instructions and the manual, and it's not going great. they trying
1: stuff out, and it's not perfect.
0: Yeah, it's not perfect. And in the middle of this, we see Vic watching his old films, and he's crying. Mm-hmm. It, we see his wife and his daughter and
1: he's really he's saved his fan. family films on like an old 1940s film camera
0: he did yeah
1: it's kind of a weird stylistic choice but i get it for the aesthetic
0: it's very aesthetically pleasing <laughs> yeah it's like if, I, if i'm gonna go mourn my dead wife and daughter i'm gonna do it with style <laughs> i'm gonna do it so that it looks like a cinematic masterpiece while i cry just
1: an absolute icon
0: yeah it's actually it's really sad. Like you know,
1: we we are laughing over it, but it's not badly done or anything.
0: I think it's done well. I think Vic's whole arc is done well. Yeah, it's so what I said before. I think the emotional beats in this movie are the best parts of the movie. <laughs> All right, so back to Justin and his dad. Uh, Vic kind of comes by and he's like, "Oh hey, I came to return your cookie tin." I'm definitely not here for any other reason. And they're like, oh my god, Vic, do you want to help us? And he's like, no. I po- n- no way I
1: possibly know, could.
0: No, I couldn't. I couldn't possibly. Um, but then he starts kind of watching them a little bit. And he's like, no, you're doing it wrong.
1: <laughs> oh my god, you guys are so stupid. I got to do this animal. whole thing myself. Definitely not for me.
0: Yeah, no, he just he he can't help himself. He because this used to be a huge part of his life. He knows a ton about it. He can't like he just can't help himself. They're doing it wrong, yeah. you know. Um, and then we see in the background, Seth like bikes up and he's like kind of watching. He's all grumpy, cause like really it's cause his dad is giving Justin a lot of attention. And he walks in and the mom's there and the mom's like, Seth, what's wrong? I can tell you're upset. And Seth is like, dad has to work all the time, but he has all this time for Justin. Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? And the mom says, like, come on, you've been winning championships for years. Now it's time for Justin to be a star. And, like, that's kind of the end of the scene. But, like, I totally get where Justin is coming. I expect him to be like, is he ever there to see my championships? Yeah, like, no. I keep trying to impress him, Which and I begins, win all these championships. There's
1: an emotional climax to this arc yeah. in just a little bit, and that's where I think this has done the best. But this is all the build-up to that, where Seth is consistently shown to just want his dad to be there, to watch him win and succeed. Yeah. yeah.
0: And now that Justin's getting attention, and where Seth has been just asking and, like, begging for attention, it hurts. Yeah.
1: No, you can imagine that. Yes, That's going to feel bad.
0: Seth is my favorite character. I think he's done so well. And, like, yeah, we're getting ready for his emotional climax. All right, so later, oh, we're getting real close to his emotional climax. Seth goes up to his dad, and dad's like, you want to help me with the car? And Seth's like, no. Uh, dad. Tonight is my very important baseball game.
1: It's two undefeated teams. Yep. Going against each other, and I'm pitching.
0: And he's pitching.
1: So this really matters. It
0: really matters, Seth, a lot. But the dad's like not really listening, and he's like, "Dad, I just I really want you to come. It's like a huge game, and you don't have to go
1: into the car with us. Let's go.
0: Yeah. And the dad goes, uh, you know what? I'm gonna meet you there later. Like I'm gonna drive separate, go a little bit later. Like I just wanna. Work on this car a little bit more for Justin. The
1: mom and dad talk a little bit about it, but yeah, the, ultimately he he stays back and he's going to drive in.
0: Yeah, the dad's like, to the mom, he's like, Justin's counting on me. And mom's like, so is Seth. But the dad's like, I, I promise I'll get there. So then it's like, you know, warming up for the game. You
1: should know that. Justin's here at the game as well.
0: Yep, Justin. So Seth, like, lied earlier Well, he just, like, didn't keep his promise. He's like, I don't want it Justin there anymore. Overruled. Yeah, or overruled. Justin's allowed to come to the game. Um. So Dad's about to leave for the game, and he gets in the car, and he gets, like, the parking brake, and then he realizes how to solve Justin's problem of not being able to hit the brakes in his car. Because, obviously, he's paralyzed. He can't use a foot brake. Mm-hmm. Um. So he needs a hand brake like a car like a parking brake but not a parking brake you know yeah um so then we see the game more and the dad never showed up to the game
1: the closest he got is he got into the car
0: and then realized he it's so disappointing because he just like realized how to fix the problem and got too excited and started working on it immediately where he should have shelved it until after the, the
1: game would have stayed in the same time but he got so excited to work on it yeah this is kind of turned into a little bit of a past project for himself he goes and gets vic and vic's like yep this will work
0: yep and then eventually the dad does show up to the field but it, the game's already over and they're like shutting off the lights and we
1: like see clips of seth during the game looking for his dad yeah while striking people out
0: yep so then the dad makes a home dad mm. makes a home and the mom is really disappointed and she's like, you like you really let him down also. Like, by the way, he pitched a no-hitter. And he was like, he's really counting on you. You
1: don't here. know baseball. And no-hitter for a pitcher is an extremely special event.
0: No one hit a ball yeah. on his pitches. Like, that's insane. No one got a hit. And yeah. that team was undefeated.
1: So they're a good team that he, as a pitcher, was able to essentially never let him... Them swing the bat effectively against.
0: It's insane. He did a really good job.
1: Like there's only a few hundred of them ever in Major League Baseball history, and obviously he's not playing Major League Baseball. But having one of those in your life is a literal lifetime highlight. Mm -hmm. You will remember that for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Except now he's gonna
0: he's gonna remember that. That's the big game that his dad didn't show up to. Yep. Yeah. So then the dad goes to talk to Seth in the garage. Just to preface, like I really like this scene. I think oh. it's done really well. So, you, what you expect in like a normal decom or kids movie is that the dad's gonna come in and be like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, but like you know how it is. Like ah, uh, blah blah blah. Like just maybe the kid
1: yells a little bit.
0: Yeah, just like ba- like basic bullshit. The dad tries to make excuses. Whatever. That's not really what happens. The dad comes in. The first thing he says is, "I don't know what's harder, being a kid in a wheelchair." Or being that kid's brother,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the dad comes in completely understanding why Seth is upset,
1: yeah, he knows where he went wrong, yes, and it probably just was too blind earlier to see that it was going to happen in front of his face,
0: yeah, yeah, but he doesn't come in making excuses at all, no he doesn't come in saying like, "I'm sorry, I just really wanted to help Justin. He comes in being like, I know I messed up.' And then the dad, he gets into kind of his thought process or maybe just kind of what's been going on in the back of his mind. The dad explains that, you know, when he got married, he always dreamed that his family would, like, love the same things that he did when he when he was a kid, that they can, like, do all these great things together. But then everything changed when Justin was born. I guess Justin has medical issues and is disabled So, it's all new territory that the dad, like, doesn't know. Yeah, he wasn't prepared for it. And he's like, when it came to sports, which is something that's, like, hugely important to the dad. When it came to sports, something inside him said that if he couldn't cheer for both sons, then he shouldn't cheer for either of them. Or, basically, he shouldn't cheer for one. Yeah. Which, like
1: isn't a good thing but he's admitting into this point like yeah i this is a fault of mine yeah and that's something that i've been holding against you and that's awful
0: yeah it's kind of just the guilt he feels over what one of his sons can't do he's like how can i cheer for my one son that can do everything and what leave my other kid behind it's like his own it's it's his own guilt that he has to feel, and it's super interesting that we get to kind of dive into it a little bit. Um, but Seth is mad, which he has every right to be mad. Every right, him. and he's like, "It's just the same old thing. You just always miss my games because of Justin. It's always because of Justin."
1: Is to the argument of him having multiple jobs. Yep. because of Justin, and
0: like now you're telling me like you never felt okay cheering for me because of justin like it's all it's because of him and then seth storms out and that's the end of the scene i think it's super well done and it super really interesting lets us
1: a better understanding of the characters
0: yeah it's yeah. great all right so now it's a new day and they're practicing racing for the first time justin is and he's like going down the hill and the steering is off they're like steer better and he's like i'm trying to steer he's trying he's trying so hard to steer and um he crashes into a mailbox and then he crashes into a tree so like pretty rough hit it's just not a
1: good time
0: not a good hit and his face gets a little bit scratched up
1: and he's just clearly injured and dad goes rescues him from the car
0: yeah and um Vic takes a look at the car and he's like the steering is off like the wires are crossed so when you go right you're actually turning left left turning right so just like of course he couldn't steer like the steering was wrong
1: mm-hmm.
0: Justin it like immediately accuses Seth of messing with his car yeah. he's like this was definitely Don't forget, Seth. Justin's
1: been here like in the background this whole time Seth has been feeling these issues it's yeah. not not evident.
0: So, Justin goes to confront Seth, and Seth's friends are there too. I think it's important to it's know. It's important to know that his friends were there. Yeah. Justin goes up to Seth and he's like, You did this. You messed with my car and made me wreck. And it's because you're jealous that dad built the car with me. Mm-hmm. And Seth's like, What are you talking about? Like, Of course I didn't touch your car. And Justin's like, It's just because you're afraid I'm going to win. Like, I'm going to win a trophy. And Seth's like, you couldn't win even if you wanted to win. And Justin says, says who? And Seth's like, says everyone. And Seth says that, like, mom and dad are just doing this because they feel sorry for you. Oof. Yeah. And Justin says, oh, yeah? Well, at least I'm not crazy. And Seth's like, I'm not crazy. And Justin's like, yeah, you are crazy. You see a shrink. You're, like, cuckoo in the head. He's, like, totally being super mean and using all of the, like, bad stigma around therapy.
1: It's something where this is a scene that couldn't be made, really, in 2023 as well in terms of the stigma around therapy, at least in our generation, is significantly declined, which is fantastic and great. Yeah. Um, But especially at this time, in 2000... That that stigma was fully there yeah, and revealing that in front of his friends.
0: That he goes and sees a therapist.
1: Which he's been doing because he's been having these clear mental health like issues. He's having some problems. We know his anxiety and pressure that he's facing and he's dealing with them in a healthy way. And it's good on the parents to get yeah. him to find a healthy outlet to figure out these issues. This is all good. And Justin just uses it as a punching point.
0: Yeah, no. That's why I really like the parents too, because as like as hard as it is, like you have to give a lot of attention to your one child that has more medical needs. They are still worried about Seth and taking him to a therapist and like making sure that he's okay too. And they understand that it's also hard for him. So that's why I'm like good parents. They're doing a good job. They're doing the best they can. Um, so Seth, you know, he's like, you know, why I see a therapist? It's like. Because of you, like it's because living with you is so hard, and Seth goes like, "I wish just for once I could beat you up like a normal brother, but I can't. And like, because of you, like nothing about my life is normal. We can't go on vacation, like whatever, life sucks because of you. Mm-hmm. And Justin goes, "Well, then get a lobotomy." not
1: not as good of a deep punch. As I feel like the punches on Justin were right there. Yeah. He's not able to keep up on this heavyweight fight.
0: And Seth goes, I wish you were dead. And then he storms out. So big fight. Huge. Big, like, cutting deep fight with each other. It was not And it only gets
1: resolved with just, like, generic time.
0: Yep. So.
1: And then I believe it, like, fades into the next scene. And Justin goes, man... He's never going to talk to me again. I feel kind of bad because he didn't do he didn't mess it up. My dad.
0: Yeah. No, you find out in the voiceover like, yeah, it was my dad that fucked up. But so I feel a little bad about that. But I guess I'm going to try racing again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They just move on because they have to move on.
0: Yeah. But uh, there's like a little scene before that where Justin tries to talk to God again. But God isn't there that's true so it's like god can't bail you out of this one justin you messed up mm-hmm. so okay so justin is worried about his first race and they're out in his first race yeah. like right from
1: this one from this point on it's basically just him racing yeah, yeah, yeah there's one other like important time that he's not racing that's it
0: yeah so when they're going down the hill I wrote down classic Frankie Muniz face because he has this, like, face on, you know. <laughs> if
1: you're picturing Frankie Muniz in your head, it's either him going, oh, or him going,
0: Ugh, oh, Ugh. And, and this is, Uh oh. Yeah. Um, so then they do the race, and Justin didn't win, but he did finish, which is awesome. He's like, I did it. I finished. I finished the We're race. I all so
1: happy. Yeah. And he got he lost by, like, a second. <laughs> Which is yeah, a lot.
0: Which is a lot for soapbox racing. Like, he very clearly did not win. But they're just so excited that he, like, did it at all. Yeah. You know? It's his first race. Like, he didn't crash. He made it down the hill. He did a good job.
1: No trophy for participating, though. No. <laughs> That's only invented by our parents.
0: Everyone in our generation gets a participation trophy for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now they have a little montage of him racing, and you see that he's slowly starting to get better and better with each race.
1: Oh, yeah, wow. With practice and time, he can get better at his abilities and skills.
0: Yeah, we also see during the montage that Seth reads a book during the races, because he's like, I don't care. I don't care about my dumb brother and his racing. And also, at the end of the montage, Justin wins a race, finally. He did it. He won a race. He
1: can compete.
0: All right. So then uh, they're prepping for, like, the last race of the season. And Justin's like, I'm getting better, but I still don't have a trophy. And apparently if they win today they they qualify for nationals. For nationals, yeah. Which is impressive considering this is his first year. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. He was not winning in the beginning.
1: I mean, obviously Vic's pretty good, so he's given them a good car. Yeah. But he's still doing good enough.
0: Yeah. So then, like, you know, the dad's all pump and the mom, there's like a short scene of the mom, like, kind of reality checking the dad of like make sure you're not getting, like, too excited for this. Like, make sure it's for the right reasons and you're doing this for him. It's a flip of
1: behavior for them because early on in the movie, the mom feels like she's giving too much expectations for, um, for, for Justin, saying, like, she's the one making Justin feel bad for not being able to participate in certain sports. Um, And now she feels like the dad is hyping him too much where it's like he's going to win, he's going to win, he's going to win because yeah. he might not win which is true he might not
0: yeah and the mom's like just make sure you're doing it for justin and not for you and make sure that he's safe during it too you know mm-hmm. so now they're about to the final race and justin is not feeling good his head really really hurts
1: spoiler alert it's gonna be the medical reason problem for his head hurting yeah. that was hinted at an hour ago.
0: Yep. The spinal fluid is going into his brain, but he's, you know, pushing through. He's kind of ignoring it. Because he's ignoring
1: he really it because he really wants to race. So he just starts saying trophy trophy trophy, 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 trophy. And we're not joking. He he literally is just saying the word trophy over trophy, and over trophy. again. We're not lying when he was saying his only motivation is to get a trophy and it doesn't matter what.
0: Yeah. And there's more, like, Vic goes, hey, Justin, are you okay? And Justin's like, yep, I'm good. And he's like, actually, I'm in a lot of pain, you know, in his voiceover. Mm -hmm. Which is just unfortunate that, like, Vic did ask, but, like, they didn't pay close enough attention to see that, like, he actually is in a lot of pain. Which sucks. Um, But, you know, like.
1: Vic can think it's just nerves.
0: Emotions are high. It's his final race. Like, yeah, you might, you probably wouldn't see all the signs. So then during the race, Justin passes out in his car and then, like, crashes pretty bad. And it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So they take him to the hospital. And in the hospital, like, they say he's going to be fine. Um, like
1: he ignored his warning signs yeah. because he definitely would have felt them.
0: Yeah, because, like, so they got to the hospital just in time. You and should then, also
1: mention he was winning the race.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was winning the race. Um, the doctor is like, I don't get it. Like, he's done this so many times. I I don't get why he ignored the signs. And the parents kind of look at each other like, crap. Like, this he did it for a, the race. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then Justin wakes up in his hospital room. And guess who's there? It's Bobby Wade. Not God version of Bobby he, Wade. He
1: wakes up and goes, damn it, I'm in heaven.
0: He goes, God? Um. So Bobby Wade is actually there in his hotel room. Yep. Not hotel, hospital room. <laughs> he's there in the hotel room? <laughs> no. He's visiting him in the hospital.
1: I mean, celebrities often, especially sports, to athletes, I feel, go on visit hospitals. That's a yeah, thing. well,
0: they also explained that, like, Vic Souter used to be his mechanic. Yep. So he gave him a call and said, like, hey, I have this kid who's a huge fan of you. He's in the hospital. Like, you want to go pay him a visit?
1: We should. I, this does also tie back to the fact that Vic had a Bobby Wade poster in his garage.
0: He did. Yeah. Yep. And we know he likes to work on cars. Like, it makes sense. Um, also, he apparently, like, Vic did not tell the parents about this. He just, like, called up Bobby Wade and said, hey, come visit. This kid in the hospital Mm -hmm. (laughs) just like lets him do that.
1: He takes his bedpan. You
0: think you'd ask the parents, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I got Bobby Wade to come? Like, not really ask for permission because I feel like the parents would say, yeah, hell yeah. But, um, let them
1: know that it's happening.
0: Yeah, just let them know that it's happening. Um, so Bobby is being like super awesome. He's like, do you have any racing tips for me? You know, kind of humoring the kid. Mm -hmm. And um, Justin starts giving him tips. And Bobby grabs his bedpan, which, you know, is where he goes to the bathroom in. And he's like, this is how I should hold the steering wheel. And Justin's like, yeah, hold it like this. And then Justin's like, all right, now I got questions for you. But then it cuts away, so we don't get to see the questions. But... They had a a good
1: time and a laugh.
0: They had a cute little conversation. All right.
1: And then no one believes him that he (laughs) existed.
0: Yeah. So he tells people later. He's like, oh, yeah, I met Bobby Wade. And they're like, sure, you did. Sure. Sure." Okay, so. Back at home, um, Seth is like there while the parents are at the hospital. And Seth answers a call from the soapbox derby like committee or whatever. Um we don't get to see what they say yet, but we will soon. So, um at the hospital, Justin asks his parents if he won the race. And dad's like like you passed out, like no you didn't. Um
1: you don't want to win don't get medically removed.
0: Yeah. And it's like uh you know, there's always next year, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's only your first season. You can try again. But the dad says, all right, but if you're going to do this again, we need to set some rules. First off, like, if you're hurting, you need to tell us, like, your health comes first. That's the only rule. No, he said you also need to do this because, like, you want yeah, to do true. it and not just because you want to win. And Justin's Joke- like, yeah. work. Yeah, no. <laughs> there was another rule. Um, Justin's like, I'm going to be awesome next year. Like, especially with the Bobby Wade tips I just got. He was, like, literally just here, and the parents are like, no, he wasn't.
1: Oh, can you also get me a uh, bedpan?
0: Yeah, Bobby's like, you even took my bedpan. Um, so then then they go back home, and they're like, hey, Seth, and Seth's like, hey, <laughs> and they're like, are there any messages or calls, and Seth's like, nope, no calls or messages, but then the dad, like, hits the answering machine anyway, and it's like, one saved message, come on, Seth, why didn't you delete the message if you really didn't want them to know? Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: Maybe he just didn't want Justin to know and he was going to tell the it parents later. That's probably that's true. That's probably it, yeah. Because he knew Justin would get excited about it. So what the message was is that, um, well, actually, Seth like stops him from playing the message and they're like, what? What the heck? Because they knew it was from the committee, but then Seth just tells them what happened anyway. Yeah. He comes clean pretty fast.
1: I don't think. He, yeah, I think you're right. I think he was gonna tell the parents about it later.
0: Yeah. So Seth explains that the committee called and that um, the kid that beat Justin dropped out mm-hmm. of nationals. So for whatever reason. For yeah, whatever. Probably just personal. It's not reasons. his movie. We don't care. Yeah. Um, so, so they, they all want, start
1: celebrating because they want Justin.
0: Yeah, they want Justin to compete in nationals now. And, like, the parents immediately are super excited about it, and Justin's super excited about it, and Seth's like, what the hell? Like, what? <laughs> what Do we not just remember, like, what just happened?
1: what went to the emergency room, had to have another procedure?
0: Yeah, and Seth's like, I can't believe you're going to let him race again, and the dad starts to kind of, like, lecture Seth about it, like, hey... Now, like, don't be getting jealous. But Seth just, like, storms out of the room. Because that's not what this is about this time. like,
1: It's about, he's like, you. he could have died.
0: Yeah. So Seth is crying in his room and the dad comes and finds him. And the dad starts going, like, you know, come on, let him race again. Don't be selfish. But Seth goes, like, that's not it. Like, I'm just, I'm afraid that Justin is going to crash and die. He's like, fine, let him race. Let him crash and die this Mm -hmm. time. And, you know, obviously Seth's really upset and he's scared for his brother. And he's like, don't you, like, care about his safety at all? And the dad's like, of course we care about him. But because we care about him, we want him to be able to do the things that other people can do. Yeah. And, like, of course we wouldn't let him do it if it was too dangerous.
1: If you love him, then you let her go.
0: And you let her go.
1: Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, you only seen
0: a lie was on the line. Oh, Lord. <laughs>
1: That your passenger voice—that's yeah. the person. It made, I let right? to go. Oh wow! Oh wow!
0: And then Seth says, "But everything is dangerous for Justin." Yeah, like even when he was a baby, I couldn't hold him because it was like so dangerous, and he just like he cries more, and the dad comforts him. And it would like,
1: be a it would be a more comforting, cute moment and like heart breaking if it wasn't for the fact that he wanted to hold the baby when he was two. I mean it was. we know he's two years older,
0: okay he could also hold like a six month like you know he's probably like closer to three or four when he's a baby, <laughs> like come on
1: i I just think it like there's still a level of i know hesitancy Seth there. should
0: be like sixteen he yeah. shouldn't be it 14. feels like he
1: is the whole movie, but he's not
0: he's apparently fourteen, whatever. But then, like, comforts him, and that's the end of the scene. I think, again, just, like, super well done. Seth is my favorite. I love diving into his character mm-hmm. and his motivations. Like,
1: He's interesting.
0: He's really interesting.
1: And that's what you want in a decon. Normally, the things that stop a decon from being good is not being interesting. So having an interesting character bumps this movie up.
0: Yeah. All right. So now it's a new night, and they're packing up to leave, like, for Nationals. And Vic rolls up in his fancy car. And earlier they mentioned, you know, Justin's like, if it's so fancy, why don't you drive it? And Vic's like, wow, well, there's like potholes and stuff. I don't want it to get damaged. But now he's like taking it out for the ride. This is
1: Vic finally letting go, letting ah. stuff be in danger again.
0: So Justin and Vic are riding together to Nationals in the fancy car. And here we get, like, Vic really opens up to Justin. Um, Vic starts to tell Justin about what happened to his daughter. So she used to do soapbox racing. And then she died in a swimming accident a week before nationals. Mm -hmm. And then he explained that his wife died a year later. And he suspects it's because she was so heartbroken over their daughter that she died. And he explains that, you know, he pretty much just gave up on everything. He wanted to just like he wanted to die, too, but he couldn't like he was too stubborn to die, yeah. basically. And he just let all of his passions go and he became a grumpy old man. But then Justin came crashing into his life and he inspired him to keep going. It sounds like,
1: hey, well, you've been focusing on the family the whole time. I've been having my whole character arc, too.
0: Yeah, and it's really awesome. Like he's like he's
1: getting through stuff.
0: Yeah, he's like you opened me back up, Mm -hmm. back to my passion and what I care about.
1: He, he, well, I'm not lying. He's getting fragile again, which is important. You have to open yourself up to potential weak spots to be able to live your life in an effective way where you can get enjoyment out of it. Yeah,
0: and he just he really admires Justin and his outlook on life. Yeah, and he says he's like really grateful to Justin, and it's just it's so sweet. That's like I really like what they did with Vic too, and that it wasn't like super obvious, you mm-hmm. know. Is that it was like it was kind of in the background, but then they have this sweet little moment where he says, "Like you inspire me, like thank you, you know." Is is really back. great, <laughs> You're the best Justin. All right, so now it's time for nationals. Woo! Um, we see the three-time national champion, and it's the Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy, and his daughter, Teresa. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I feel like all the stuff that happens here at Nationals is not super important, if that makes sense. It's yeah, funny, because this is, like, the real climax of the film, where we're getting towards the final races. But other than the drama that happens, there really isn't much in anything else about Nationals that really feels relevant.
0: no. Nah. Um, they did, like, either build a new car or redesigned his car. It's purple now. Love that. I love purple. And the car is called Just In Time.
1: Haha, because uh, his name's Justin. His
0: name's Justin. And also they're wearing these, like, teal shirts that have nothing on the front. Mm-hmm. And r- writing on the back. <laughs> like, it just, it looks dumb that there's nothing on the front of the shirt. Because it's like, let's all wear our plain teal t-shirts. Just kidding. Stuff on the back. Uh, um. Okay, so like they do the trial run and the family cheers them on, and Seth is also there and he's like fully cheering them on, like he's fully into it now, yeah. you know, which is great. And then once they're done with the trial run, um, Evil Brooklyn Nine Nine Man and his daughter like check out the car, which Vic said earlier it's a no no to a like big
1: social faux pas. Yeah, like don't do it.
0: Don't look at other people's cars. What the heck? But he doesn't anyway.
1: But Mr. Scully goes, you know what? I I didn't pay $20,000 in wind tunnel testing for us to lose. Yeah. Doesn't he say lose to a cripple? Or am I misremembering might, that? I don't know. It was bad. It
0: was bad. He's doing bad things. He's evil. He's evil. All right. So that night. Uh, the whole fam and Vic sneak onto the track, and they, like, roll ping-pong balls down the track to see, like, where the dips and shit are. I don't know how
1: that helps that much, because I feel like it's, they're all bouncing.
0: It's to see where um Justin should, like, steer towards to go faster, Yeah, basically. No, I
1: get the concept on it, but I feel like the bouncing's worse than if you did, like, some golf balls and they're just rolling.
0: You're right. They are bouncing too much, because <laughs> they're ping-pong balls. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. So then, on the TV next morning, uh, Bobby Wade is on the TV, and they still don't believe that he visited Justin in the hospital. But then he pulls out the bedpan.
1: Apparently, he's he, going to be driving with. But yeah, oh, just, it's
0: literally in his car, and he's like, Justin Yoder like gave me some awesome tips, and he has his own big race today too. So now the family finally believes him, and they're like kind of in shock.
1: Yeah, Seth like chokes up some cereal. Yeah which Kelsey regrettably informs me is not considered a goop moment.
0: It's not. Good.
1: Neither a goop moment is when he's recording the races later on and gets whipped cream sprayed on him because you don't see his body covered in whipped cream. You don't
0: cream. see the whipped cream.
1: It's unfortunate. This movie had multiple almost, like, yeah. almost goops, but only one confirmable goop.
0: Yeah. So then um, the one of the, like, council members shows up at the door and he's like, hey, guys, um, you're cheating in the rules. It says that only foot brakes are allowed in the cars and you guys have a handbrake. And they're like, well, yeah. a
1: handbrake I designed when I was ignoring my son's perfect get- no hitter baseball game is now going to be the cause of our struggle and make us not be able to compete. Oh, the dramatic irony.
0: <laughs> they're like, our son's literally disabled and can't use a footbrake.
1: And they're like, sorry, rules are rules. Sucks
0: to Try not
1: having a disability next
0: time. <laughs> oh it was evil guy that pointed out the yeah. handbrake. Oh my god, because he's evil. Um, so he says that the committees are gonna like vote on if he can race or not. But they're also told
1: that it's probably gonna they're probably gonna be canceled.
0: Yeah, it's not looking good. So then so they're getting ready to go talk to the committee, and Seth has a tummy ache because he's nervous. And Justin, like walk, you know, not walks, he, <laughs> he wheels by, um, Seth, and he's like, "Are you happy now?" Like, oh, I just
1: need to learn to love each other. He's being
0: like really unfair to Seth right now. He's uh, Justin's like, "Are you happy now?"
1: I feel like when they get emotionally like stunted for whatever reason, they take it out on each other, and it's just sad. They
0: do. That's sad. He goes, all I wanted was for once to know what it was like to be you. And then Justin goes off and Seth looks like perplexed. It's really unfair to Seth because he's upset about it and they're not giving him a chance. I know in the past he's been mad at Justin but he's really turned around. Okay. He loves his brother. <sighs> okay. Moving on. I just I love Seth. He's my favorite character. Okay. So now they're at the committee and they're like it's about the principle. If we let this rule slide, we're opening ourselves up for any number of changes.
1: If we allow gay marriage to happen, you'll be able to marry your dog.
0: What the heck? Do we really want people marrying their dogs?
1: That's basically what the argument that is. That
0: is what the argument is. And the mom's like, you should open yourself up for change so that like other disabled kids can race. Like, if you let this disabled kid race, then it's just going to open up the world of possibility for more kids to compete.
1: Not like disabled kids, and they say, we hate disabled kids. We
0: hate kids. disabled kids.
1: The kids are chanting it.
0: They literally start to vote to not let them race.
1: They're literally all about to vote no.
0: Yeah, but then Seth comes in and he goes, whoa, 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 hold on a minute.
1: You said education is all that matters in soapbox derbies, right? Which, it's in the
0: brochure.
1: Well, that's, first off, why?
0: Because you educate the kids about... Soap? Soap and wood and racy. <laughs>
1: uh, and then he uses that into a really weird tangent. So he's
0: like, well, I use my education to learn about media. <laughs> so I called all of the local news I feel speeches. like he needed to
1: workshop this speech a little better
0: yeah he, he didn't have a lot of time to practice and he's 14 so his speeches are going to be dumb honestly pretty realistic he thought this was. he's like this is my moment I'm going to say the perfect thing and then he comes in and he sa- sounds pretty dumb honestly but then like, one of the guys goes like oh this is what our education system is moving towards now what the heck But anyway, all the news people come in and they're like, dude, is it true you hate disabled children? And they're like, no, we we like disabled children. So they let Justin race. (laughs) Otherwise, like Soapbox Derby would look really bad.
1: I mean, if you say you can't let a disabled child race for no competitive advantage, that's just going to look bad to the media. There's no way of... They wanted to get, and they didn't have a good argument to begin with. If we're being honest, no, they
0: didn't. It's, it really sucks that it it took the pressure of the media for them to let a disabled boy compete. Mm-hmm. What the heck? So now it's time for the final race. Well, they're doing the tournament actually. They're not doing the final race yet. They're doing the tournament, and Justin's doing like super well. And Seth is video recording the whole thing, and it's like a happy montage. And then they're like, "Ooh, we're going to the finals." Justin got really good at. Oh yeah, insane. he's just
1: suddenly—it's like a tournament style, and he's winning every race.
0: It's insane. This is literally his first year, and he's going to the finals. Yeah, what the heck? What
1: unrealistic?
0: Unrealistic. It probably took real Justin longer than that, but but this is a movie. We we're only going for a one season. Yeah, you know, film and not multiple years. All right, so now it's about to be the finals. Justin goes up to the girl he met before, Teresa, and he offers her a cookie. But she's like, "No, I'm watching my weight." And he's like, "Why? You're not fat." And she's like, "Because I'm racing. Like we I we literally
1: have to care about our weight for the <laughs> race.
0: like the your weight is like a really important part of racing. Yeah. And if you're practicing at a certain way, you want to maintain your weight. Yeah. Like, come on, Bruh. Justin.
1: Don't don't you race? Do you even race, bro? You're
0: really bad at flirting with girls. Um, but anyway, Seth um, comes up to Justin to give him a little pep talk, right? Right before the race. Yeah, they're about,
1: they're about to start the finale. Mm-hmm.
0: And Seth says, you always thought that I was good at stuff, but you're the one who's amazing. Like, you've been through all of these surgeries and struggles, and the whole time, you never complain." You're my hero. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh. It really just like pumps Justin up.
1: I mean, it also makes Justin feel like, does not even matter if I lose?
0: Yeah. No, which is awesome. It's like some character growth for Justin right at the end. Right at the end, he's
1: like, more to life than trophy?
0: More to life than trophy approval from my brother who I look up to?
1: Is that the real trophy?
0: The real trophy was the brothers we made along the way. He's like, I don't need a trophy anymore. But then he like hears Teresa's voice in his hair that's like, you're a loser. And he's like, you know what though? It will be real nice to like beat Teresa, I guess. So then he wins the race. What? And everyone is like so excited, except for Mr. Scully, Evil Man. Mm-hmm. He is like very upset.
1: But then when they do the trophy presentation, he's kind of fine with it.
0: Yeah, but he's, like, so upset that this disabled boy won the race because he beat his daughter. I
1: mean, okay, if you were in a—if your daughter was racing, you would be sad if she lost.
0: I don't think I'd be that sad.
1: I, I mean, it's more like uh aw.
0: Well, he he was a little too into it. No,
1: you're right.
0: Um, so Justin get, finally gets his trophy. Yay. And Teresa's like, nice job, rookie, but I'll be back. And Justin's like, good. Like, you know, they are they have good rapport a little uh-huh. bit. Ha uh-huh. All right. Cool. So now we're going into our resolution. Um, back at home, Seth and Dad are like playing basketball in the driveway. They have a good relationship again. And Justin mm-hmm. is watching happily. Like, yeah. he's really happy.
1: Everyone's having a good time. Yep.
0: And then Justin admires his trophy. And then he enters into his final God fantasy. Yeah,
1: he's, he's going to be like, hey, God, it's me, Justin.
0: He's like, hey, God, I have one more question for you. Because um, he's like, thanks for the trophy. I have another question. When people get to heaven, are they, like, perfect? And God's like, do you want to see? And he, like, unlocks a little door. I'm about to get
1: a peek of heaven itself. Yeah. race car driver... Bobby Wade Bobby Wade, who is also God,
0: who's also God, he unlocks heaven and you see the heavens, it's like a bunch of clouds, and all of the angels are in wheelchairs. they have wings
1: I think I think a couple of them are not in wheelchairs, but like the majority of them are in wheelchairs. Yeah, they're
0: like pretty much all in wheelchairs with wings just kind of flying around in their wheelchairs.
1: And he goes, perfect,
0: perfect, yeah,
1: and that's the movie. <laughs> That's how they decided to end the movie, with him envisioning heaven, and it's everyone in wheelchairs.
0: Cool. Well, they're still, like, flying. Yeah. They, I don't know, they just want to, like, be comfy and sit down while they fly around. They're not using the wheelchairs as wheelchairs. They're flying around with their wings.
1: Like, I don't know enough to be like, that's insensitive, or
0: that's like, a cool thing. I have no idea. I just think it's weird. But it's weird. It's a weird choice. The writers were like, how should we end this? They could have ended the movie
1: just with them playing basketball, him looking at the trophy and being you like, well, that. that's my story.
0: They don't even they need that. They could have ha- freeze-framed
1: the win.
0: Yeah, they could have freeze-framed the win and everyone is happy. Like, they, they literally could have done that. Instead, they're like, wheelchair heaven. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so then in the credits, they have some, like, video footage slash pictures of the real Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some facts. It says, because of Justin, the National Service Clubs have pledged to help disabled and economically disadvantaged children compete in sobox derby events. And that um, they talk about how the break allows children with disabilities to compete, and it's the Justin break. And Justin may have been the first disabled racer, but he won't be the last. The end.
1: That's that's, that's, that's the, the movie. story. Yay!
0: Yeah. What did you think?
1: It's all right. It's always harder to rank a serious decom because they're less common than the non-serious decoms. Yeah. Something that I was thinking about earlier today when I was thinking about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um I always call out, and this is gonna be coming from a little bit of a weird direction. I always call out the movie Coda as feeling like a decom. Code, if you don't know, won the Best Picture Oscar last year. In
0: 2021. 20, no, 2022. The film came out in
1: 2021. It was the 2022 Oscars for yeah. the 2021 films. Yeah. um, And I always say, man, that film is basically what a high-budget, serious, Disney Channel original movie serious, like, film would feel like if it knocked everything out of the park. Mm-hmm. And this feels similar to coda in the same ways of that where it does everything worse than coda coda's a good movie in my opinion it probably didn't deserve best picture but that's an argument for another day um i think that this movie is basically a six out of ten in most of the things that it's trying to do like some stuff is higher some stuff is lower and it's got some problems all around it but ultimately at the end of the day it's doing more good than harm, and I think it has a lot going for it emotionally and investment-wise. The identification of Seth and the dad's roles with each other is really interesting, and it tackles an avenue of grief and loss in terms of their own social relationship with each other due to Justin. That's interesting, and yeah. I like seeing tackled.
0: I think with this movie is like watching it again I enjoyed watching it. But when it comes to like, you know, longevity of it and whatever, it's like not as memorable.
1: No. It doesn't know? it's not going to stick
0: out. It doesn't stick out, but it it is for what it is, it's done pretty well.
1: If you like hear us talking about the movies 2 years from now, we might be like, "Miracle, hey, 2. That wasn't that good." It wasn't and, that good, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. But if you're listening to us talk about it now, we just talk good things about it basically the entire time. Yeah. And I think the only real problem the movie has is, despite being weird in a lot of cases, it's not memorable for anything particularly outstanding. Because the stuff that it does best are like the serious moments, but decom as a concept is not a serious movie thing. Yeah. If you want a serious movie, there's a lot of other movies that do serious movies really well. So even a good d- serious decom has way harder competition than a good cringy teen movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is what most other decoms are fighting against.
0: So final Jank House ranking for Miracle Lane 2 is 59. So pretty close to the middle. Uh, Benji, you have it at 60, and I also have it at 60. <laughs> So, so we're like you, really the same. Yeah. Um. We both have it in C tier, which I could argue myself, at least right now, in moving it up a little more.
1: The letter C feels harsh for it because it definitely it feels like a B movie. That's
0: why I think like when we're ranking this, we're just kind of forgetting everything about it, you know. You, but while you're watching it, you're like, this is pretty good. But then you step away from it and you're like, I don't really remember. Was that good? Yeah. I think so. <laughs>
1: I mean, again, go back to Coda, that's how I feel about Coda. You like it? was good, right? I know the movie was good. And I probably liked it more when I was watching it yeah. than I do right now when I haven't seen it in a year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. All right. So that was Miracle Lean 2. Yeah. Oh, we did it.
1: All right. Um, soon we're going to go spin the wheel. But first, we want to tell you about something a little special we're doing next week. Yeah. So. We decided every 10 movies, or that's what the current plan at least, Yeah. we're going to do a little mini-sode.
0: A mini-sode where we rank the movies that we've seen. So this first mini-sode, next week, we're planning right now, just one week. We usually release episodes every two weeks, but this is going to be a special episode. Um, We're going to rank the movies we have. So this one is going to be just the first 10. Yep. And then... When we watch another 10, we'll take those 10 and add them to our full ranking list. So
1: that way, we're going to be coming up with a whole new list for our rewatch to have everything together. Additionally, we'll talk about some of the highs and lows we've had with the movies so far.
0: Yeah. So if you want to hear us, you know, compare the movies we've done so far to each other and, you know, hear a little bit of our thoughts now that we've stepped away from the movies a bit. Tune in for that mini-sode. If not, then, you know, tune in in two weeks for our next movie. So, I... Should we spin the wheel? I think it's time to
1: spin that wheel. Well, first we have to make predictions. Yeah, what
0: movie do you think it's going to
1: be? You know what I think it's going to be? What? I think it's going to be The Other Me.
0: (gasps) My fave?
1: I think it's going to be The Other Me. My favorite? I've been feeling it.
0: I'm going to say motocross okay. let's go more racing <laughs> that's yeah that's a race yeah. yeah all right let's spin the wheel it's the poof point the
1: poof point
0: the poof point that's an old one okay
1: I- i'm cool with the poof point i i'm not gonna say it's great or that it's bad or give too much more than that but you know what i'm i'm gonna be okay with watching the poof point
0: It was fine <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give my opi- I'll give my opinion about it it was fine <laughs>
1: All right, so see us in two weeks for Poof Point.
0: Or one week for our ranking Minisode.
1: All right, take care.
0: Uh, we have to plug our social media. <laughs> uh, if you want to see more of us, uh, we have a TikTok. That's where we're most active. We also have a Twitter, but we don't really use the Twitter. We're on TikTok. That's the DCOM Duo. If you search us, you'll find us. There's underscores, but whatever. Um, you can also email us at decomduo at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Other than that, like, you can comment if you want. We have, we're on YouTube. You can comment on Spotify, I think. We're on Anchor if you, you want to reach out where there. Where we live,
1: you can just tape messages to our door.
0: We would love that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for listening.
1: Yeah. You made it this far.
0: Thanks. Bye-bye. See y'all next time. See ya. Goodbye. Scenes from our next episode.
1: Where did the fish go? Where
0: did the fish go? Where did the fish go? Our parents are acting like teenagers.
1: Yo, that's totally slamboyant.
0: Where did the fish go? <laughs> it's not even that big of a line. It's a big line to us.
1: Where'd the fish go?
0: Huh?